phone, Shotty. <laughs> You said what? I said two phones, Shotty. <laughs> oh, yeah, dog. People always ask me that shit. Talking about why you got two phones, uh, one for the hoes, and I'm like, bro, no. I'm grown as hell. <laughs> one for business, one, one for business. I was going to say, yeah. Because yeah, uh, the first business I ever had, I um, I had one phone, and I went, I, I went on a trip with my mom, and I was on the phone the whole time. Yeah. And she was like, why did you even come here? And I was like, <sighs> I know what you mean. Good point. <laughs> my job, my job, the way they do it, it's like everybody that's in management. Uh, they used to do it where we had two phones, so we had our personal phone and then the phone that they gave us. But now what they do is they we keep our phone, but they just pay like half the phone bill every month. You know what I'm saying? So, that's how everybody should be done. Yeah, that shit pretty straight. Yeah, it, it come in handy. Like yeah. every fifteenth, uh, it, it get like sixty dollars. Like for no, the two phone thing is convenient as hell. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. Like, it just it feels so good that I can just turn one phone off. Like when I had went to Mexico, just turn one phone off and the other phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, just taking that, pictures and shit with, and it's not ringing. Exactly. Yeah, and that's kind of the one thing I don't like about having one phone for work because I be wanting to turn my phone off, but I can't. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a manager, so I can't really do that because if something happened, I kind of need to know about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. I kind of got to have it ready, but, you know, sometimes you have bill collectors and shit calling you, you ain't trying to really, that should be annoying Bro, really, dog? That's why I really wanted another phone, because since you my nigga, I'm going to let you in on a secret, bro. Bro, I cashed all the way in on this podcast shit. I'm broke as hell, bro. Oh, I mean, I hate, I, hate, I hate you talking about it a few times. Bro, for real, bro. So, mm-hmm. them bill collectors been calling, dog. The way they do that shit now is so fucking annoying, mm. too. Like, they be calling you from the local numbers and shit. So, you yeah. like, I should probably answer this. But I'm like, man, this probably ain't These shit. These niggas be calling me from, like, Rome, Georgia. And it be, right. it be a 706 number. Yep. And then, like, they'll call on a Sunday morning from a weird-ass number. And you think, like, this must be my grandma or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, they didn't got smart. Because I still got my 706 number from Augusta. Yeah. So, they started off calling. And they still do it now. But now they didn't start calling from six, seven, eight numbers and shit because they realize I live up here. That shit sucks, dog. That's like, why I, I can't wait to get my finances in order so I can just not yeah. worry about that shit anymore. But yeah, bro, let me introduce this podcast because I haven't been introducing podcasts lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last one I got down. Anyway, another episode of Sit Down with Slim. Reoccurring guest, my dog Stan. Stan the man, Stanley, whatever you want to call him. Stanos. That's the new shit. <laughs> we ain't did a podcast in a minute, dog. How you been, bro? Uh, I've been good. It's been uh been a roller coaster, but you know, we we ain't here, yeah. man. Uh holding strong. Bro, the first podcast we did, dog, that shit did really good, bro. Uh I tell people all the time, I always gotta thank you for like for like any progress I made in this podcast shit. Cause after we did that podcast, dog, my podcast really started taking oh, for off. Real? Yeah, like for real. I'm not even just saying that, like just to say it. That's dope. That's exactly how that shit happened, bro. Because I want to say, like, at that time, that episode I did with you was, numbers-wise, was most definitely, like, my best episode. And I didn't do another episode to top that numbers-wise until the one I did with Blue when Nipsey Hussle died. Mm, okay. That's number one. And still to this day, that one's number one, and the one I did with you was number two. Oh, damn. Still to this day. Okay. Yeah. Um, those shits did numbers. Yeah, I mean, you've had some... Fucking bomb ass podcast though. I appreciate you, it. I, like the content of the podcast and like the structure and flow of it 
like you really, I could tell you just a lot more comfortable now and shit. So yeah. I, I be listening to them shits like as soon as you drop. I be like, I go to the gym at five six in the morning. I be checking myself. I'm like, nah, he probably ain't dropped it yet. I'm gonna just wait till like <laughs> eight o'clock. But I be checking that shit like every hour on Tuesdays to see if that shit drop. And then as soon as it drop, I start listening yeah. to it. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like I've been consistent as hell, dog. Like I um. I'll stay up like all Monday night getting podcasts together, dog, and I'll make sure that that shit's uploaded by eight o'clock. Mm, I yeah. always do, bro. Yeah, uh, that shit is important, like for fan bases, because I know you was talking about the YouTube shit a lot. Uh-huh. That, w- that one thing that makes me really stick with people on YouTube and podcasts is a consistent schedule. Some of the other podcasts that I started off listening to, they weren't dropping consistently, so I'm like, I don't know when a new episode is out. I ain't trying to go on your Twitter and yeah. Instagram to keep see, seeing when you drop that shit. I want to know, all right, this day, this is when it's dropped, so I know I'm about to listen to this on this day. I'm excited to listen to it. So bro, that's what you. that's what kind of really made me like pick up to yours too. Bro, I tell people all the time, like the biggest thing when it comes to this podcast shit is consistency and sound. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get the sound thing fucked up too because like you don't really want to hear no podcast that's muffly and that sound crazy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, you yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I heard of some good podcasts that I just couldn't deal with the sound. Yeah. And I just was like, I can't listen to this shit no more. Um, I feel like that about drink champs sometimes. Like sometimes Yeah, they me be, too. Yeah, and they, they they do too much shit in the background. Right. That's what so yeah. when you were talking about sound, that's exactly what I meant. It's like it should be kinda all over the place for real. Like and then they can't stay on no topic or they, they be doing all kind of wild shit. Yeah, bro. That's like, why when I do a podcast, I like to have like an environment like how we have right now. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have no whole bunch of people. Because, bro, I've done podcasts where I had a whole bunch of people around, mm-hmm. and it did not go how I wanted to. I couldn't control the environment whatsoever. Damn. I'm not a control freak at all. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to podcasting, I need to be able to control something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because you, you the producer, you're the the host, so you this is your set. You have yeah. to have it set a certain So, yeah, you got to have control for it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you set in the stage, essentially. Like, this is your set. This is, you know, you filming it, you recording it, you doing the audio. Mm-hmm. You got to have that shit right. And this shit, dog, this shit a lot of work, bro. I don't oh, even I know bet. if people know, dog. It's a lot of work, dog. Well, I can tell. It looks like you've already upgraded some of the stuff from the last time that I did a podcast for with real? you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if you had that last time. Uh, uh, oh, you know what, bro? Last time we uh, did the podcast, I did have lights, but I had them set up they were real weird. Right? Yeah, nah, yeah. they was the same exact oh, okay, lights, were... but I had them set up really weird. Like Got I had it. two of them, and I had them low. I had them low to the ground, and I had the tripod between them, oh, and I was okay. just blasting light, bro. Oh, that's a rookie mistake. Okay. See, now okay. I've learned that you only need one light, bro. Mm. And I can just and edit and I make this shit look perfect. So like, then maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just yeah, the way yeah, you have yeah. everything it was a, set up. It was up a different, different setup. It, it, dog, it probably looked dumb as hell to you. <laughs> well, not, not necessarily. It did it just look looked dumb. different. Like, this looks... I feel like I'm on a show right now. Like, this shit is kind of dope. I like this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's just... I don't know, dog. I just worked on the aesthetics. Yeah. Shout out Trues. Trues always uses that word. My homeboy Chuck started, started using that word now. I like that word. I like that word. <laughs> I think that's why I just used it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just worked on that, dog. That's all I really been up to, though. Just the podcast shit, bro. Okay. Uh, shit is shit is coming along a little bit better, and I told you I got to thank people like you for that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. Um, how's Augusta? <sighs> Augusta's Augusta, bro. 
<laughs> Honestly, dog, I just really been chilling out there trying to get this shit off the ground. I ain't really been in the scene. I ain't really been doing nothing. So ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I I, I really been on my grind shit too. Like I I kind of stay low and just just grind, 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 man. And right now, what I'm working on is uh, getting getting my engineering degree. My uh, I, so I was previously going to school for electronics and computer engineering. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on getting back into school. So KSU, uh, you know, they merged with Southern Polytech, and that's why I was actually going to go to school at Southern Poly. So once I moved up here, I was like, I'm, I need to get my shit together. And then once I get that together, I'm gonna go ahead and go back to school. So now I've kind of gotten to a place where I've been getting my finances right and. Like in a point where I'm getting ahead on bills, I'm like, all right, now I can afford to actually pay for school because I don't want to take out a bunch of loans and shit. So that's another reason why I do Uber. I'm just stacking up money on the side and just pay that shit. Bam, and here you go. Damn, right, that's crazy, dog. First yeah. off, I salute you, bro. Engineering is hard as fuck. It is hard. Second off, you gonna go to school and and, and pay cash and pay cash and still work full time, bro. That's crazy, dog. Yep. Like, I, actually, I've never heard anybody do that before yeah that's cool as fuck bro i man i'm gonna be real with you bro i make i do pretty people be looking at me like i'm crazy and i get it i i am kind of a workaholic so i'm gonna tell you something today i was i told you i was sick so i ain't go to work today and i wasn't gonna do uber but i did end up doing uber for a little bit before i came out here Mm -hmm. um just to make a look i just wanted to make some money to pay for the bottle i was like hey you know i don't want to spend money for my account I'm just gonna make a quick thirty, and then just, and that's what I did. I did like three rides, and then went to buy the bottle. But uh, today was the first time I probably I've been living in that apartment complex since September of 2017. Mm-hmm. I could probably count on one, maybe two hands, how many times that I've actually taken a nap, like in the afternoon. Oh yeah, you on your grind then. Yeah. I I was like, yo, this shit feel weird. Like I'm like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> and it's not supposed to when you think hey. about it, you like that shit is kind of crazy. You talking about in two years, you've only done this two, three, four times? That shit is kind of crazy to think about. It's 365 days of the year. And you mean three or four days out of Bro, you make over seven hundred days. Extra lazy, dog. Cause I ain't gonna lie, bro. Over these last couple months, I done got complacent as hell, and on top of that, I done let stress kind of control like what I got going on. We gonna talk about that too. Mental illness. Um, oh, stress, bro. Stress, I finally. Yeah. Oh, you're the perfect person to talk to about it too, cause I haven't okay. talked to anybody about it yet. But yeah, dog. Mentally, I've been going through some things I've never went through in my life before. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Um. So this podcast shit. Um. I've been doing pretty good with this podcast shit or whatever, but like financially, I've been struggling a little bit. I'm used to, I'm used to having consistent money in, and on top of that, I got into photography. Okay. So my money been real inconsistent. Then to add on some more bullshit, I've been working with people that's been doing some weird type shit. Like uh, I'm not gonna throw no names out there, but I recently just did like three jobs, and two of the jobs I did, the checks bounced. Oh man. One one was a big check. The other one wasn't a wasn't a big check. So I wasn't really tripping on that too much. But that shit that shit had me a little bummed out. I'm talking about bummed out to the point of like I went to sleep. I was just like, what the fuck, bro? Well, you know yeah, because you got plans for that money. You like, all right, I'm gonna pay this off and I'm yeah, gonna do this yeah, with that. Yeah, that's, that's what fucked that's me fucked up. up and then I went to the bank, dog, and the lady at the bank, she was dog, she was such a nice old lady, but like 
she was on my ass, like how my mom would be on my ass. Like, and it's crazy. I called my mom before I went to the bank, and my mom was like, um, why don't you have a business account? What you got going on? You never do crazy shit like this. Mm. And I was like, man, I just don't have a business account. Then I went to the bank, and the lady at the bank was like, why Why are you still taking checks? Why didn't you use, like, Zelle or something? And I'm just like, hey, man, I done did it now. Nah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I just was moving fast. And... But see, you know now, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I knew when I did it. I just was on some shit, like... Uh, I think I was on some desperate shit. That's what happened. And that's the that's yeah, the worst way happens. to be is desperate. Yeah. But like the shit I was talking about, I um <clears throat> I never like thought before is I was like riding in the car one day, just just riding down a highway, and I was just thinking about like all the goddamn car accidents I ever been in, and I was like, I wonder why the fuck I ain't dying under them car accidents. And then I started thinking, like, what if I did die? Like the world would keep ticking. You know, crazy mm-hmm. shit. And I just really never thought about death before. Like, never, bro. I've never thought about death. And it wasn't even on, like, no suicide shit. Like, I tried. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to I tried to talk to, like, my moms about this before. And she thought it was, like, some suicidal shit. I was like, nah, it ain't even on no suicidal shit. It's, it, it's like, some self-reflection shit to the point where I'm like, um, I'm just like, is this my purpose? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just never like I never had these type of thoughts, kind of like kind of like a fear, and that's that's one of the YouTube videos I um I told you I had like a list of topics I haven't done because I've been kind of you know I've been kind of just fucking up. I haven't been knocking shit down because I've been letting stress like conquer all that shit. One of them is like the fear of failure, cause I think I've been battling that shit like damn near my whole life, bro. Same. Same yeah, here. and I noticed like a lot of people I talk to, especially people that like I have random people hit me up about like YouTube shit, podcast shit, photography shit, and whenever they get to talking, they all are on the same shit. It's all about the fear of failure, and I'm like, bro, you're scared to fail. Like you'll never accomplish anything if you're scared to fail. So, okay, so we damn it has been. A, when was the last time we did our podcast with uh, uh with the one we did just me and you was in March. And then the other one, May? Yes. Okay. So, I'll say this. Up until my brother passed, passing, I've always lived with the fear of failure. So, I would just simply not do something because I'd rather not do something than fail at doing something. That shit died then and ever since then. I've taught myself how to play the guitar. I've taught myself how to swim. Um, I even recently got an opportunity for doing some acting work. And uh, I did. I went and did that. I did pretty good at it. Uh, I can't really talk about what it is. But, yeah, it, that was interesting. And all, oh, of, and all of these things that I've been doing, I've had no fear in doing it. And that's kind of the other thing that sparked me going back to school. I'm like, okay. At first, I didn't feel like I was able, like I stopped going to school. I was, I felt like I wasn't able to do all these different things. And, you know, I was like, when I would fail tests or something like that, I'll stop going to class because I'm like, damn, man, ain't no way for me to pass this class. I'll, maybe this wasn't meant for me. And I, all of that shit is just, it's like, I, me as a person just changed. And it's like, I feel like there ain't shit that I can't do. Anything that I want to do, I do that shit now. And I don't even think twice about it, to be real with you. So I think you just kind of have to have that breakthrough moment of 
all right, man, fuck it all. I'm just willing. I'm willing to put it all on the line, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So is it like one of those things where you feel like can't nothing worse happen? Yeah. Um. I'm gonna be honest, man. I I slick went insane this summer. Um. To the point that. So I'm 30 years old, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first time ever in my life that I actually like. All right, I need to go to therapy. I literally went insane. There was like, there was a situation where I stayed up. I went to work and I still stayed up for 24 hours straight. So I went to work, stayed up all night. Went to, I think I went to the gym and then like I was about to like start doing Uber. I hadn't been asleep in 24 hours. I was going on like almost a whole nother day of doing stuff. And I was, and I was, you know, talking to like some friends and stuff. And it was like, bruh, it was like, I think you in like a manic state. And you need to just relax, bro. Because was this after the passing of your brother? Yeah, this was the week after. It was like okay. when I had just got back from the funeral, and um, I was like finding myself doing just random shit. Like I was lashing out at people at work. I was every day I was going to work. Like man, I should just walk out this motherfucker. Like fuck this job. Um, like I just wanted. To, I just didn't give a fuck about nothing, bro. Like I stopped working out. I was drinking myself to sleep. It was craziness, man. And um, and I like I said, I really wasn't saying like I started distancing myself from family members. I really distanced myself from the world. Like I was like, I don't really want to be around people. I was lashing out on people that was asking about me, like, oh, how are you doing? You know, uh, I'm here if you need me. And you know, in my mind, like, fuck you. Like I, I that's just how it was. Like my mind, meant, like I said, it was really mental illness for real. Like my brain, it wasn't, I wasn't thinking rational and I was still competent enough to realize that I wasn't thinking rational, but I couldn't control it until I started going to therapy and we started talking about some things and then started working things out. And then that's when I started getting back in the gym regularly, uh, getting back on the grind, get, you know, thinking about what I want out of this life and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And realizing some of the stuff that I would think about, care about, or worry about, like, being judged. I was like, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit no more. Like, what was it about the that. therapy that, like, helped you get over that? Okay, so therapy, we started off, uh, you know, she was just asking what brings me into therapy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started talking about life. Um, you know, obviously, we are talking about my brother, but then we are talking about work. We were talking about uh, past relationships. Mm-hmm. Um and talking about like stress of like finances, stress of gaining a lot of weight and trying to lose the weight, all these different things. And she did this one technique. Um, I'll never forget it. I can't remember the acronym, but it has something to do with I uh desensitize whatever whatever that word is. This desensitize. Desensitization movement or something like that. So it's like E D M R or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, EDRM, uh, yeah. So basically, what happens? They give you these these two devices in your hand. You close your eyes. They're pulsing, but they're doing it you know, like in an alternating way. So like it'll pulse on the left hand and pulse on the right hand. And what it's doing is triggering you to think with both sides of your brain. Because she says usually when you think, you have like this one side that's kind of goes off of your emotions and yeah. stuff. And you have the other side that's like analytical, goes off of logic. Yeah, the different cortexes of our brains. This triggers you to access both of them simultaneously. 
and what she was doing was taking me to different points in my life where things happen that one would deem traumatic. Mm-hmm. And lit dog, I'm not lying to you. She was like, she, so she started off with just general, just think of some things that were like traumatic in your life or what, think of some things that affected you that you remember. So like breakups or um, losing a job, you know, losing your brother, stuff like that. Okay. Think about that exact moment of everything that happened. Put yourself back in your shoes in that moment, but you're literally closing your eyes and reliving the moment. And she's literally having you talk yourself like out loud. Tell me how you felt in this moment. Think about this moment from start to finish. So it was like things like the day my sister called me to tell me that my brother was dead and like how the conversation, tell me how the conversation went. So I'm reliving all of this shit, and bruh, <laughs> that shit was heavy, bruh. Yeah, it was heavy. I ain't gonna lie, that sounds like some shit. I think everybody needs to do. Yes, uh, I I recommended it to everybody afterwards. I didn't realize how important when people say you need therapy. I didn't realize how important that shit was. Until yeah, that I shit sounds going. deep, dog. Especially for someone like me, because I feel like I bottle in a lot of things. That's my problem. I've always been out. a person that. Well, she she actually said that she was like, all of these things that you went through, you've never actually dealt with these things. You're a person who takes this stuff on the chin, and you pack up and keep moving. You like, I gotta yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. There, there's still a mission ahead. It's still, and you never take time to actually think about and digest what actually happened to you. And so now you're in my office and you're wearing all of this stuff on your back at the same time. And you going through this manic uh, depression is, is a symptom of you finally getting to a point where you cannot physically carry all of this anymore. And now it's coming out it's breaking you down. You have to re you, you're breaking down, but you're going to rebuild, but you have to go through that. There, there is no more. I'm gonna throw this in my back pocket and keep moving. There's, there's no space for you to throw any more stuff. You, you reached your breaking point, and now you need to handle it in a healthy way. Talk about it, cry it out. And I was, I was in there bawling like a fucking baby, bro. Like I never, I don't remember the last time I ever cried like that, bro. Like not even at my brother's funeral, to be real too. Like that shit was craziness, man. How did it make you feel after that, though? Like, after you oh, let all those emotions bruh, out? I felt like I was, like, 50 pounds lighter. Like, I felt like a completely different person. And since then, that's when I've been, like, on this... I've been in the gym. This is the 10th straight week that I've been in the gym. Um, Back on my grind with doing Uber and, and shit like that. Like I said, going back to school. I didn't taught myself... Not only have I taught myself how to swim... I've taught myself how to float and different swimming, like different swimming techniques or whatever. Yeah. Um, like I said, guitar shit. It just anything I'm like, I feel like I want to learn how to do that. I just go teach myself how to do it. And then also shout out to YouTube University, because that helps out a lot. <laughs> you did um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was YouTubing like breathing techniques, uh, how to move your arms and shit. And I was like, all right, I'm just gonna jump my ass in there and I'm just gonna do it. I might fail at first, but then I'm gonna learn it eventually. And yeah, dog, bro. I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. you, dog. You motivating the hell out of me to goddamn see, especially <clears throat> nowadays when it comes to like therapy and things like that. Niggas like Charlemagne fuck it up for me. I feel I'm you. like, hey, bro, you throwing around this mental health shit just a lot, and then on top of that, like I crack jokes about this all the time, but like 
I'm serious about it, you, <laughs> bro, you know how, like, you'll be with one of your homeboys and they'll be like, bro, you just don't understand. Like, I'm battling demons. And it's always because they broke or they can't keep a job. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, bro, that's not your mental health. Like, if you fix your finances, you'll be a lot happier. And I feel like that's what I'm dealing with right now also. But at the same time, um, I also went through things that has nothing to do with finances. Like, mm -hmm. I was talking to my mom recently, and I was telling her about, like, the relationship I have with my family and how I wanted it to be better or whatever. And that started triggering some things like, oh, I got a lot of shit I never dealt with that I just ignore and act like I'm this tough-ass motherfucker, and I'm not. Like, I get into these debates about the toxic masculinity thing, and I be wanting the people I'm debating to know, like, bro, I don't think I'm a fucking macho man. Like, I got emotions also. Right. It's just that I don't think those terms are real. This is just me talking from, like, a logical standpoint. Yeah. It's not It's not even about emotions. <laughs> no, like, I feel you. Like, bro, the funniest thing today I posted on Facebook, I said, um... Uh, I don't even know why the fuck I posted that shit, but I was like, I, I was like, um, something about how uh, men's emotional IQ is like a fifty at most. <laughs> I seen that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's a fifty at most. What you mean by that? Um, oh, bro, men have very low emotional IQs. Oh no, I, I agree with that. On I average, mean, on what average, you mean I wasn't saying about yourself though. Being oh yeah, 30. yeah. I said, I said, me personally. I'm at like a 30 to 40 and I was like, you know, take with that information as you as you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reason the reason why I feel like I know I'm at like a 30 to 40 is because sometimes I lack compassion and I lack under excuse me. Most of my life because now of course I've outgrown that, but most of my life I was at a point where certain things would happen and the perfect example I can use is my brothers. We'll go through certain things in life, and I'll be on some shit where, like, I'll be like, hey, y'all niggas tripping. That shit, that shit wasn't no big deal. Y'all mm -hmm. tripping like a motherfucker. And in reality, I should have been that brother to, like, throw my arm around them and be like, hey, you know, um, we going to get through this. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? But I always been a brother like, hey, man, wipe them fucking tears off your fucking face. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been that hard on them. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel like my emotional IQ always been low. It's it's gotten better. But what's funny about that is like you seen it was like women on my shit talking about some like, yeah, your shit is low. And I was like, come on, Hurt Bay. <laughs> <laughs> hurt Bay. Yeah, come on, Hurt Bay. Like, come on. Let Look me ask tell you this. Um, do you think it's that your emotional IQ is low, or do you feel like you just lack empathy? What I mean by that is it's hard for you to put yourself in someone else's shoes to understand how they felt about something because you don't personally feel that way about it. Um, I think I think it's a little bit of both. It's okay. like a cocktail. It's a little bit of both, bro. Okay. So, um, is it hard for you to do that? I, I guess what I probably should have led with that first. Uh, oh, nah, not at all. Actually, I think I'm one of the most unselfish people on the face of this planet. Like. I'm one of the people where a situation happens and I literally think about every different angle mm, before okay. I even form my opinion. Okay. But when it comes to like certain situations, I am I am super ignorant. So it's like it's like a give and a take thing. Because it it'll be something that happened like I'll tell you a perfect example. Um one day two of my friends got to fighting. One friend hit the other friend, and the other friend came up to me and was like, hey, man, what's wrong with him, man? Uh, tell him to chill out. And I like, hell no, nah, you don't let no man hit you in your face. Beat his ass. And they got to fighting. And to him, that was a traumatic experience. 
I don't I don't know if he's ever been in a fight before. I don't think he has, just based off of what happened that day. But that was something dramatic to him. To me, it's like I've been fighting since I was young. Yeah, it's, it's a fight. Hit him back. Yeah, it, nah, it's just back. a fight, and it, and like that's how I was raised. Like somebody hit you, yeah. you just hit him back. I ain't gonna lie, but I don't think I would like handled that. that differently either. I probably would have told him the same thing. Like somebody put their hands on you, put your hands back. Yeah, on like, like even if we are friends, like bro. And then on top of that, I'm I'm different when it comes to the friendship. I'm like, bro, we can fight and move forward. Yeah. Well, I feel like men is we really good at that anyway. Yeah, like we we good at that. It's like, hey, bro, you violated. We got to handle this how we know how to handle it. Yeah. It's just our natural, like, that instinct. And it's that, you know, that natural aggression. And it's just like, hey, man, I got to get this shit off. And then after that, we good. Like, yeah. we straight. And then it's not like it's in front of a whole fucking crowd. Right. Like, I ain't trying to embarrass you. or Yeah. I ain't trying to, like, snatch your manhood from you and shit. Like, I'm just like, hey, bro, you violated. You know, we got to address this shit. But, mm-hmm. you know, I got to let you, you know, I got to stand up for myself. Like, I, you know, I can't just be letting people... Put their hands on me and I don't do shit about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I get it. But yeah, so that experience really showed me how, to me, things things just aren't serious at all. But to someone else, it's like the worst thing in the world. And I kind of need to open my mind up a little bit more and, you know, improve my emotional IQ. Like, I was joking about that about that post I made, but at the same time, I am trying to get better with my emotional IQ. Well, you even saying that, there's there is an art to being self aware, and you even saying that is already showing that you're making the steps in the right direction. Because yeah. some people probably won't even realize. Bro, I'm that always trying to get better every day, dog. Literally every day. Bruh, being self aware is one of the most underrated things, and I I'll probably learned that doing management. But being self aware, like when you tell somebody about themselves, if they already know kind of where they fucking up at and they're like, man, I understand this about myself. I want to get better at it, but you know, I realize it. That's much better than somebody who's just fucking up and they just don't, they're unaware. Yeah. They're just like, just doing whatever. And it's <laughs> like, bro, you are a fuck up. You are a real fuck up and you not realizing it. I need you to realize. Kind of like when you got to fire the employee and they, and they don't know so why they're getting fired. Times. So it is, it, I, I mean, I didn't have, Employees that show up to work late every day. I ain't talking about five, ten minutes late. I'm talking 30, 40, an hour. Not even, hey, I'm going to be 30 minutes late. It's just yeah. showing up. And then it's like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, what's up, motherfucker? You supposed to be here 30 <laughs> minutes ago. But yeah, bro, the fucking uh, late thing. You know what's funny about that? <laughs> Dog, all my homeboys, they don't have the same thing in them that I have in me. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, just we weren't brung up the same way. Like, I'm going to be honest, me growing up from a military background, I know exactly my mom's husband, bro, I'll never forget this, dog, because, and it's crazy, like, this is why I kind of always didn't want to go to a therapist, because, like, when I did go to, like, therapy when I was young, because I was a bad kid and they made you do this shit in military schools, but they'll say some shit like, you know, this comes from this or this comes from that, and it wouldn't be that case. Like, they'll say, like, oh, you hated your stepdad. I didn't hate my stepdad. My stepdad, like, taught me a lot of great things. I hated some of the things he did, Mm -hmm. but he taught me a lot of great things. Like, bro, one of the best things he ever taught me, bro, I came home one day. He used to make me come and check in at the house every two hours. We, oh, wow. Yeah, we stayed okay. in Germany on a military base, so the military base was huge. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's military base we were in? We uh we was at Mannheim. Yeah, I've been to Mannheim. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They shut Mannheim down now. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. But 
So he used to make me come and check in all the time. Cause I used to be all over that motherfucker doing all kind of shit. Every two hours I had to come check in. I always was on time just because that's what he taught me. One time, bro, I kid you not, I might have been 20 or 30 seconds late. Oh, shit. Bro, he beat the shit out of me. And I was so fucking mad. I was fuck, like, man, what 20, the fuck? 30 seconds? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Bro, no lie. When I got older, bro, I mm-hmm. got to thinking about that shit. And really the situation, I'll just tell you the situation that happened that got me thinking about that. Um, I ain't going to say too many details. But me, me and Damo was doing something financially. And I was telling him, like, you know, this is the day you got to pay this amount of money so we can do this, so we can accomplish this task. Mm-hmm. And he was always on time. And the first time he was late, I just snapped. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, what the fuck wrong with you? You always pay these white folks on time. Why the fuck you can't pay me on time? What I didn't know at the time is Domo never pays white folks on time neither. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was just like, bro, what the fuck wrong with you? Like, afterwards, you know... I never apologized. I probably should have apologized to him, but I, I, I never apologized for some reason. Yeah. But I just got to thinking, and I was like, oh, I know why I did that. I did that because, like, that's how I was raised. Like, you're supposed to always be on time. You're supposed to always do what you're told to do. You don't lie. You don't steal. Like, I was just I was just raised off that type shit. And Same. not even, like, someone taught me all those things. Those were just things that I felt like was right. Like, me as a person, like, even when I didn't have that father – that father in my life or that influence. Like rap music told me don't don't snitch. <laughs> it told me um don't don't fuck your homeboy girl. Other niggas listen to that music and don't follow those those no. those rules. No. There's a lot of people that don't live with standards, period. But yeah. It's a dog, it's just about the morals thing. Like yeah. and I've been noticing that a lot lately. Bruh. What am one of my homeboys posted on Facebook and said the doctor told me I got cancer the other day. Oh, for real? And uh, he put his cash app in the comments and was like, cash at me. Okay. That's a little strange, but hold on. All right. So you know doc- what I'm saying. So his doctor told his doctor told him he got cancer and it. So the first post he posts is that I have cancer. The doctor here's, said I got cancer, and then in the comments he up? said, "This is my cash app." Yeah, it looks a little shaky to me, bro. I ain't gonna lie. No bro, offense, you I'm, know, no offense not, to your home. I'm not gonna but. get too far into that topic because I probably shouldn't even have said that because it's just too bad. I mean, my heart goes out to him for having cancer. First of all, because fuck cancer. I'm, I don't seen a lot. Of he people doesn't. Cold. He doesn't have cancer, bro. Okay, well then that's. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man. It's That's, not funny, but Jesus it's like, Christ. bro, people will go to the extreme measures for nothing. That shit is crazy. Jesus Christ. That's some sick ass shit. It's gross, dog. I, I, and only reason I say that, like I said, I, I got a lot of, I, I've seen a lot of people go from cancer over the past couple of years, including uh, relatives. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. That's. It's, it's pretty, that it's serious, pretty gross, though? bro. Yeah, that's damn. But off that subject, dog, it's like I always said this quote when I was young: like a man is always judged by what he does when he's down, not what he does when he's up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like when people are down, bro, you see the real them, dog, and that shit is disgusting, bro. Like even even when I'm down, dog, I'm not stealing nothing from nobody. Like, that shit ain't happening. Never stole from a store or nothing in my life. Oh, I have, though. 
Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was young, I used to go to the store all the time and get a candy bar and a comic book. I was a comic book nerd growing up. And one time I stole a piece of candy because I ain't have enough money. Bro, that shit was haunting me. Like, I felt so fucking bad. That's why I don't do it, though. Yeah, it makes you feel bad. If I lie to people, that's things I, if I lie to people, if I steal something, that shit is going to eat me alive. And I just, I'd rather not have that shit on my conscience, yeah. bro. The lies, too. Like, I only lied to my moms one time before, and that shit bothered me so much. Yeah, I ain't going to say I never lied before. I mean, I've, I've, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible liar, though. So, I'm, that's why, that's another reason I'm a liar. I'm a terrible liar. I, I don't know if I'm a bad liar, because when I be with them policemen and them, and them, and them judges in them courtrooms, I be in my bag. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a Maybe, bad liar. But, you know, it could also be that just survival instinct kick in, too. Yeah, though. but yeah. see... That's what I call it. I always say, um, and and this is another slim quote. I said on Facebook before. I was like, one day we need to have a a, a segment where we just say all the slim quotes, like that one I just told you about the manager judge about what he does when he's up and not when he's down. I mean, uh, when he's down and not when he's up. Yeah, that's a slim quote. Yeah, another slim quote. And these is all from when I was young. This quote is, um, uh, "Don't lie to anybody but the police and your bitch." <laughs> that was in the MOB era too. <laughs> so I basically was saying, like, when it comes to that police shit, just stay out of jail. Tell them whatever the fuck you got to tell them. Um, and then with the girlfriend shit, it's like, bro, you don't get no cool points by keeping it real with your girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's some truth in that, though. Yeah, <laughs> there's some truth like, in that. I'm not gonna lie. Depending on the situation, like. Let's say you just fucking with a chick and you know, like, if you tell her this, she's not going to fuck with you anymore. There's some truth in that. You don't get no There's cool points. You don't get no cool points by telling her the truth. You were right. You are right. I had a homeboy that said, like, he was the most player nigga that, that any of us ever seen because he always tell females the truth. And I was like, nah, that's dumb. Mm-mm. And I've always kind of been like that, too. I've always been the person to tell the truth. I fucked up a lot of opportunities being so truthful, though. Like it, 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 I came across some bad ones I could have just knocked down if I was just told a little <laughs> white lie. But, like, I got to be an honest stand-up nigga. It depends, just, it depends how bad the lie is. Like, I'm not yeah. going to tell a chick, like, I'm going to be with her. Or, you I, know. Did, bro, I just seen dudes knock down some bad ones doing that. And I'm... Shout out, shout out I my wouldn't nigga. do that shit now, but... Back in the day, man, I could have, I could have, I could have had some bad, I could have had some bad ones on the on the squad if I would have just, you know, a little white lie here. It and ain't there, worth you know it though, saying? bro. Cause the shit that come with it, dog. Like these niggas that have a bitch and she'll be straight, but they feed her head with all this bullshit. And next thing you know, she's slashing tires and popping up at yeah. the crib and you know trying to got them bust out your mama car windows and shit. <laughs> you right about that shit. That shit ain't worth it. Though. Nah, it ain't worth it. And I, I mean, I'm glad that I, I am the person I am. I, I mean, just always being a truthful dude. That's just how I am. Like I said, it, it come with the territory though, because, like you said, it, 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 being truthful and being honest, that shit can it can fuck up some stuff. But it you helps know, you sleep. It helps you sleep. It helped me sleep better at night, and that's all I care about, man. As long as yeah. I can sleep better at night, then it is what it is, bro. But yeah, I wasn't trying to get off the. Uh... The um oh no we talk about whatever. mental health the mental health conversation I really wanted to uh so I want to tell you something that I had been going through up until maybe like a week or two ago mm-hmm. so you you know you're talking about thinking about death and stuff like that yeah 
So check this out. Um, probably over the last two months, and I told my family this recently. So it got to the point where every time somebody seen me or talked to me, they wanted to talk to me about my brother. And it got to the point where it made me very standoffish. I would get upset. I would, you know. But in reality, what I was dealing with, so to put myself into what my brother was going through when he passed, my brother, I remember the day he texted us that morning because we, we got a family group chat, so we always check on each other that way when we talk to each other. And he was saying he wasn't feeling well. And was like, oh, you know, I hope you feel better. So this is actually on Father's Day, day before my mom's birthday. Um, he's like, yo, you know, I hope you feel, uh, you know, I hope you feel better and stuff like that. And uh, so we, he was like, yeah, I'm going to just take a nap real quick. And then I remember him coming back on the chat saying that he just woke up from a nap. But that was the last message we seen from him. And then later that night, that's when my older sister called me. Now, he was living with his girlfriend at the time. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have any kids. I don't have anybody that lives with me. So something that I've been dealing with is and it got to the point where it was like every night I'll go to sleep and I'm like, if I don't wake up in the morning, who the fuck is going to know that I died in my sleep or I died or I'm just in my apartment dead? I think it could be days before somebody realizes that I'm not here. I was like, I don't know who would because nobody has no key to my apartment. Nobody comes by my apartment. I live all the way in fucking Kennesaw. Um, I think at best. My coworkers are probably like, yo, Stan don't normally just no call, no show. Mm -hmm. So if he no call and no show, something must be going on, and they might alert somebody. But even then, I'm like, it could be days before somebody realized that shit. So it was bothering me with sleeping at night, and every night that I would go to sleep, I would wake up in the middle of the night, like, panicking and shit. Probably for, like, two weeks, like, two months straight, every single night. Wait, I would go to sleep. 9, 10, 11 o'clock, I'm up 2 or 3 in the morning every single night consistently. And I just recently got to a point where I told my family, um, I just had to tell them the real how they listen. It bothers me to talk about Rico every day because it's still a sensitive spot to me. And I don't, I think, I'm just telling y'all how I feel. I think everybody grieves differently, so if, you know, that helps y'all grieve better, that's fine. I just want y'all to understand how I feel. I don't want to talk about it every day. I don't want people asking me about it every day. And if, I remember you making a Facebook post about that. Yeah, and I was like, and if I come off standoffish because you're doing that, that's the reason. I like, I just need you to understand that I don't want to talk about that every single day. I really don't. I don't want it thrown in my face every day. Because I deal with it every day already, so I don't want to be talking about it every day and stuff. And um, my family, man, they under, they really were understanding to what I said. And, you know, they um, they kind of changed up the conversation and stuff like that. And honestly, man, I've been sleeping better at night since then. So I was like, maybe that was a, a culmination of something else that I needed to get off my chest. It wasn't necessarily just thinking about the death in itself, but maybe something else that I was holding on to that, Maybe I didn't tell people how I actually felt about the situation, and I just needed to do that. And once I did that, 
I've been going to, I've been getting good rests and stuff like that every night. So yeah, we definitely need to let things off instead of instead of build them up, bro. Yeah. That's actually why I'm glad I started this podcast because I'm starting to do that too, dog. That's good, man. This is a perfect avenue for you to get your shit off too, man. Because yeah. you talk to so many different people and from what I've seen and heard from all the uh, different podcasts you do, everybody has their own problems. They have their own things that they're going through. And you, in some form or fashion, have some type of way to relate to... It, it might not be directly related to what they're going through, but you have something that you can kind of bring to that conversation so you can kind of get your shit off too. So uh, I think that is kind of dope that you always interview other people. It's nice when you have your own interviews too, but it is nice when you interview other people because then you can kind of talk about something that you wouldn't normally talk about or yeah. you know may, might not talked about with previous guests. Yeah. It's always just good to... Just to let that shit out, dog, instead of just holding that shit in. And that's really where I fucked up at when I was young. Now I'm older, I just want to let that shit out. Yeah. Find so. a healthy outlet too, man. Like I didn't I didn't got strong as hell in the gym, bruh. I got <laughs> I didn't put that shit in the gym. I'll throw on some meat meal or something like that, little snoop or something, you know, all that shit, man. Like like pain music, I call it. Yeah. Like when you hear some pain music. And I put that shit in the weights, man. And I just, or I, or I throw my boxing gloves on and go hit the heavy bag and I just work the heavy bag, throw all my frustration into that shit, man. Bro, I don't want to get into the religious topic too much, but do you feel like certain things has to happen just, excuse me, not has to happen, but okay. certain things happens just to give you that strength? Hmm. Like, not even from a religious standpoint, just... You know, I feel where you're coming from. So, I'm trying to figure out how to answer that because that's a very layered question you just asked me. And yeah, I was just trying to hit the surface. You can, okay, you can go as deep as you want. Pause. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo. All right, um, super pause. Nah, I feel you on that. Um, okay, so yes. I feel like there was a part of me previously before all of that happened that was very, I don't want to say timid, but I would kind of bottle and internalize a lot of things and be non-confrontational to things that bother me. Like, I'll kind of just take a lot of shit on the chin and keep it moving. Like, oh, you know, that was some fucked up shit, but, you know, I ain't going to really dress it. I'm going to keep it moving. And I feel like since then, I've been very direct with people. I've been very open about how I feel about stuff. So before, let's say somebody did something that bothered me at work, I might vent about it on my own, but I wouldn't actually tell that person how I felt about it because I didn't want the confrontation and stuff. I've been kind of with the shits now. Like I'm, if somebody says something to me, I'm I'm clapping back. I'm you know I'm saying whatever the fuck I feel at that moment, mm-hmm. and um, it helps you sleep better because it's like you're not holding that shit. You ain't because I me when stuff happens to me, I think about it all the time. Like when I internalize stuff, it ain't like I internalize it and just let it go. Like I'm always thinking about like man, I should have said this, or if he does, or this person does this again, I'm gonna say this next time. Now, it ain't no next time. Like, if you do something that bothers me, I'm telling you how I feel right then and there. And um, in a way, I guess you can say maybe 
his de- his death was a conduit to all of that. I don't want to say that it was meant to happen for me to get to this point, but I will say it was a conduit to me becoming the person that I am now. Yeah. Um, and I am in some kind of way thankful for that realization. It, it, it might it's almost like a realization that life is not guaranteed and that shit is short and you got to make you got to make every day fucking count we all ignore counts. that aspect also. we really do we think so often yeah when i'm 40 i'm going to have this and this and this and when i'm 50 i'm going to retire or bro, 40 i'm going to retire bro my dog big king and um i'm going to go out there on thanksgiving and, and, and record a podcast with big king but big king posted on facebook the other day and he was like, he said some shit about not wanting to uh, be alive when he's like old as fuck and not functioning. And people was commenting on that shit like, I can't wait till I turn like 100 years old. And he was like, nah, bro, like, you know, 75 is like good with me. Like 80, like I can go ahead and that check is, out. I mean, that is a good age, and, honestly. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, another one of my homeboys, Melhead, he been on my show also. Melhead was like, bro, whenever I can't get in my car and go to the store and get a six pack, it's time for me to check out. And, like, people was just like, y'all are crazy as fuck. But it makes sense because it's like, I don't know why humans think they're just fucking immortal. First like, of all, I don't know why humans be, all these humans thinking that they, they all going to live to be 100. That yeah. is a, that shit is more rare it than people crazy, like to think. Bro. That shit is not a common thing. Hell no. Nah. People don't, li- so most people don't be living also. past 90. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. There's so many health issues that's out here. That's just, just the selfishness of humans, though. We be wanting all of our family members and shit just live forever, and it's like, that shit is not realistic, bro. And when the three major deaths in my in my life, one was my grandma. She died on my homeboy Rashawn's birthday. That one really hurt me. But she, you know, she lived a full life, so I, I you know, I kind of accepted that a little bit better. Then my uncle passed. My uncle was, he was in his 40s. Mm-hmm. He passed. That shit hurt me real which bad. Is, which is really young. But it's fucked up because at the same time, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but he was going to the doctor. The doctor was telling him, you need to change your lifestyle. You need to start eating healthier and stop eating and the stuff that you've been eating. And you need to exercise a little bit more and stuff. And he didn't want to do it. Like, we would still go out to restaurants and he'll be getting baby back ribs and fucking wings and shit like that. Probably. He lived his life how he wanted to, though. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I can't knock him for that because, I mean, as long as he was happy in life, then that's what it is. But when he passed, I was like, damn, like, he died. And he's like 40, I think he was like 47, 48, something like that. So I was like, damn. And then when my brother passed, my brother was 36. So it's like fuck, Super like young. this shit, this shit don't have no expiration date, bro. Like you just here one day, and you not. So you better, you better learn how to. Ch- every fucking minute that you on this earth, you better learn how to. To make that shit count for what it is, man. Because you planning years and decades in advance, you gonna fuck around, let shit just pass you by, and then just not here one day. Bro, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but what happened to your brother? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, all right. So, like I said, I told you about the chats, and mm-hmm. my brother said he wasn't feeling good. And um, my sister called me. She told me that he passed away. What happened was my uh, his girlfriend called my 
I the the details are a little shaky that day, but somehow it was either she called his ex wife or she called somebody and they she called his friend I think and his friend called his ex wife and his ex wife called my parents and told them, but uh, she said that they were taking a nap. They woke up or she woke up and he didn't wake up. He was cold. I think she said his tongue was hanging out of his mouth. Uh, like his body was just like stiff and like super cold, and he but he was like sweating and stuff, and he had like like used the bathroom and stuff, like he had peed on himself and stuff like that. And um, she called the ambulance. They came. They tried to bring him back. They tried to resuscitate him. Uh, they tried to give him CPR and stuff, and it you know it just wasn't working out. So um, I didn't realize this until because this is the first time I was really so invested in what's the cause of death. That shit does not come as fast as people like to think, bro. Like yeah. we just found out yesterday the cause of death, and he died on June sixteenth or June fourteenth. My fault. He died on June. Was it June? Oh, it, day's a little shaky, but I know it was, it was Father's Day um, this year mm-hmm. that he passed on. So it was that Sunday. Um, we just got the the results and everything yesterday. And yesterday was what November seventh, eighth. Yeah, that's some months. So you know, you talking damn near six months at that point, and um, that's yeah. Like they said that what happened was he had a blood clot in his lung, and uh, I guess the blood clot like kind of went up to his heart. Mm-hmm. So I guess whenever he died in his sleep, I, I don't. They didn't necessarily say it was a heart attack, but it could have been a heart attack in his sleep. But basically, it was a blood clot that uh, that like originated in his lung, though. A that freak, a freak accident, basically. Basically, that's crazy, dog. Yeah, but you're right. That would be a crazy situation where you are in a, in a home by yourself and right. And that's the part that was I wouldn't so even have thought scary about anything me. like that, though. I never thought about it before. I've been I've been living by myself for a minute, mm-hmm. but since that happened, it's like nigga, you need to have like. Like I and you don't even when you got the jobs and shit, you get emergency contacts and shit. You be like, oh yeah, I just put whoever down this emergency. You gotta really start thinking about yo, who the fuck is your real emergency contact? Yeah, and who's gonna like if something happened to you, who gonna be able to take care of your shit once you gone? Because you need somebody that's reliable for real. Because if not, like you could just be sitting in your part. Like so, I had a cousin that passed away last year. When they found him, apparently he had been sitting like on his like chair or whatever in his apartment or whatever it was, and they said it was like days that he was there. So that means he was just dead for days before his mom found him. His mom came to the house to check on him because she hadn't heard from him. And when she went to the house, she found that he was dead. That's that was crazy, last year, matter dog. of fact. Yeah, that's crazy as fuck. Yep. But yeah, bro. People, people need to understand that uh, life isn't forever. It's not forever. <laughs> I don't know why people think that they just get to live forever. Life is short, dog. And, and with that being said, I'm not trying to be so uh, negative and stuff, man. Oh, Enjoy no, no, no. life. I'm with you. I'm Enjoy with you, that shit. Go I'm vacation. Get get your pass. Because I think I heard you talking about passports and stuff like that, uh-huh. right? Get your passport. Go travel. Go see the world. Oh yeah. Even if it's I just, just going to see other states. Again. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Just go see uh, see the world, see other states. 
vacation, you get all this vacation time, don't stack that shit up for no fucking paycheck. Go take that actual vacation, go see the world. The money going to be there, man. Because hey, you can't spend that motherfucker once you're gone anyway. But what you can do is leave memories and moments of life that you actually enjoy. Damn right. And it's with about people. experiences. That's what it's about. That's what I love. Like, me and Big King talk about that shit all the time. We talk about Big King hates vacations. He thinks they're stupid as fuck. And I told him, I like, I understand why you hate vacations because you love to be in your home, which is fine. Yeah. But, like, it's about the experiences. And that's why I took him on trips with me. Like, I went to a small trip to, like, Tampa. And I, I go to Tampa all the time. Yeah. But that's my favorite place to go. So I took him there. And I'm actually thinking about moving there. But I took him there with me. And I just wanted to show him, like, you see why I like taking trips? You see why, like, I like going here? Mm-hmm. And he had a blast, dog. And that's, and he, and that's what it's about. Yeah. The fact that you was even able to to get him to experience that, that's dope as fuck. Bro, I'll show you a clip, matter of fact. Like, when we uh when we left Tampa, we recorded a podcast. Right when we left Tampa, we went back to his crib in Jacksonville. And uh, he was just like, he was like, man, I ain't gonna lie, because he thought Jacksonville was just the best shit in the world. He was like, I ain't gonna lie, Tampa is fucking beautiful. And he was like, man, the best thing about like, you know, trips now that I know is just more so the experience. It's all it's he about. was like, I'll never forget that trip we just took. And I was like, yeah, that's all it is, dog. It's just about the experience. It's about you know the time you have with that person. So like, I'm not saying something's gonna happen, but if slash when something happens. You still you still have those experiences you can go off of. Oh yeah. 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 No, that's real, bro. Like, um, so I'm going for a whole week to Tennessee at Thanksgiving. And then for my birthday, I'm going to visit his daughter and I'm gonna spend a whole week in so she they've moved uh, after after he passed, um, his ex wife, she has a she has a, like a new boyfriend and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they've been together for a while, even when my brother was still alive. They had separated and divorced and all that stuff. Yeah. So he got a job down in uh Pensacola. So they live in Pensacola now. So I'm gonna they you know, I, I still keep in touch with them and stuff and uh they was like, Yeah, it's cool if you wanna come down to Pensacola, you know, you you know, you always got a place to stay. So, you know, you're gonna we got plenty of beaches around us and so I'm gonna go. I I said I wanted to go to my. I was actually gonna go this year to Florida for my birthday. So now I can go and I don't have to get a hotel. Like I yeah, got family that's down dope, there. Dog. And Pensacola is nice, yeah, bro. Yeah, she Pensacola was like, you know, you got Destin dope. and all that other stuff. So Destin every, is fucking beautiful. Yeah. I'm gonna hit all of that. I'm oh going to all. God, I'm, I'm, a, I'm taking off a whole week and I'm going down there and I'm just living, bro. I'm just gonna live. I'm gonna eat good food. I'm gonna hit all the beaches. And, and then I'm just gonna enjoy myself, man. It's gonna be a dope trip. I can't dog. wait. I, can't I love wait. Destin ready. so fucking much, bro. Yeah, it's like it's like a toss up. Like I told you, I love Tampa. I love Tampa because Clearwater Beach. It's like Destin Clearwater and Clearwater Beach, bro. Yeah, yeah. Clearwater is dope, bro. It's so fucking dope. It's I love something that's it, so next level about going to the beach. Yeah. Um, another surreal moment that I had this year was in San Diego. So I went to San Diego in May, and. Uh, and I went to, I think they said, they call it Black's Beach or something like that. So, this beach, um, you say, you say keep going? Yeah. So, this beach, um, when you drive to it, it's on a cliff. And um, the only way to get down to the beach, you have to walk down this cliff. This cliff, 
I don't, it might not have been a mile, but it felt like uh, you had to walk a mile to get down to to the actual beach level. So it's almost like you have to reward yourself to get to the beach. You gotta you gotta walk down this cliff, and it ain't no just regular steps. Like I'm just gonna go down the steps and go to this beach. It's like it's a struggle to get down there. You gotta have a little strength to get down to that motherfucker. But once you get down there. Beautiful, it's just serene, bruh. It's like you down there, you hear the waves and shit. It's miles and miles of just nothingness, just peacefulness. And man, I must have stayed over there about two or three hours, bruh. I was like, I don't even want to go to no clubs and shit. Just leave me here. Like, we get whenever y'all ready to go back to Georgia, y'all just pick me up from here. Like, that's literally how I felt, bruh. Yeah, you sound about like me, like. The scenery is everything with me. It doesn't matter where I go. I just need a good scenery. If I have a good scenery, I'm in there. There's something about going to the beach. And if there's somebody out there that's never been to a beach, I encourage you, the next trip that you take needs to be going to a beach. I don't care what Or a snowy mountain. Or that, too. Yeah. Um, Because Denver was fucking gorgeous. Cabin trips. Cabin trips are the fucking shit, bro. Fam. Being in the mount the mountains or, or anything that you're not normally used to do. Just do something out of the norm because that shit is gonna blow your fucking mind how big this world really is, man. We think this world is what we do on a daily basis and that's such a small part of the world, man. Open your mind. Open your mind up, man. Go see the go see the world, man. It's so much shit out here, bro. And like I said, it could be something as small as just going to the beach. You know, there's plenty of beaches on all the different coasts that you got. Just go to the different beaches and just be there. Like, you don't even have to be... It ain't got to be no beach party and shit going on. Just go to the beach, get you a little towel, a little dollar, two dollar towel from Walmart, and lay on that motherfucker on the beach, bro. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you got to lay on that shit. I ain't got that. Just lay on the sand. I just, <laughs> I literally took a nap on the beach, bro, just laying on the sand, bro. I was just I'm like, fuck it. Exactly. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm good. See, bro, it's like... I know some of the people that live in Augusta because that's where we met, Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like they've never been outside of Augusta. So it's like, bro, take a trip to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is close. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like Jacksonville like that. I'm going to be honest. But <laughs> that's somewhere to go. Like, um, I remember when I, when I never went too many places, like when I was in Augusta for a long time and I was kind of locked in, like I had been places, but – I was an adult and and didn't go nowhere for a minute. I went to Jacksonville and it started opening my mind like, oh, this is nice. Then I started yeah. going different places and it was like, oh, it gets even better. It gets then better. I started going different places like, oh, this it it just keeps getting better. I think the first beach I went to when I was in Augusta was Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Uh huh. And I was in love. I was like, this shit is amazing, man. Hilton Head is a weird place. It is weird. It yeah. is. And and now that I've been to more places, I see what you mean when you say that. Yeah. But when I first went, I was like, yo, this shit is kind of dope. I was like, I'm fucking with this place, man. They got the little outlet and shit out there, too. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, they got a nice-ass barbecue spot out there that's good oh, as for real? fuck. Okay. I, I think it's called Sunny's or something. That shit's good as hell. I did have this feeling that I didn't belong the first time I went. I was just, it's I was a lot young of old, shit. white, yes, rich people, bro. Yes. That's what it so is. So when right I there. first went, I was like 19. Uh, this girl I was talking to at the time, she was she had, uh, she had wanted to go out there. I think might have been her birthday weekend or something. And uh, so she, she she paid for the hotel and everything. So 
It was my first time going. I was like, all right, cool. I ain't never going to pass up no opportunity to go to the beach. That's always the dopest trip. Yeah. And uh, we went out there, and I was like, man, this shit is kind of dope. I like this. But, yeah, I did have that feeling that I didn't belong a little bit. It was a lot of <laughs> a lot of rich people out there. That I was broke as a motherfucker. I was working at Sightail at the time. <laughs> making, like, $11 an hour or some shit. I don't even know if I was making that much. I probably yeah. might have been making lower than that. But, uh yeah, man. I mean, it still was cool. Though. Yeah, you still had a good time. Yeah, I had you a enjoyed good time. the scene. You, uh, you know, adventures you never been on before. I tell people all the time, like that, getting drunk and and, yeah. and sitting around and trying to trying to chase some ass. That shit old, bro. Yeah, it's bro. about experience. And now, like now, bro, me about to be thirty years old. I much rather got them. <laughs> Do some shit, bro. Have some conversations. Like, man, I just was talking to Big Keen the other day, and I was like, man, I ain't going to lie, Big Keen. If I don't got them have an intelligent conversation, I'm going to fucking explode. Yeah. Because I feel like I ain't had one in just so long until right now. That shit is so, <laughs> it's so necessary. It's yeah, so necessary. like, especially for your mental health, bro. That's what I'm going to Because our brains are so complex, and there's so yeah. many different things that go in that. You got to... Got to exercise the brain. As much as you exercise your physical, your body, you got to exercise your mental too, man. You damn right. It's so necessary. But I wanted to talk to you about that, honestly, because I heard a couple of podcasts that you didn't mention about the uh, journey of being becoming 30 and like you talking to people becoming 30 and how a lot of people were really going through shit. Like, I feel like I'm not where I need to be at in life becoming 30. How do you feel about it? Bro, actually, the first time I ever talked about that topic was with you. I don't even know if you remember. Uh, yeah, cause I was, I remember my thoughts on it, and I still feel the same way. I actually embraced thirty like head on. I really like, I was like, yeah, I'm good, I'm ready for this. Like, yeah. this is me, bro. That's one of my favorite topics, and it's like, it's just interesting to get different people's point of view because it's like. I'm starting to see most people don't really give a fuck about turning 30. They just don't care. Me personally, I care, bro. Oh, I thought it was a big deal. I I, I definitely thought it was a big deal. I'm like, I have, I need to, I don't know, I, I kind of, I'm my harsh, my harshest critic. And I know I've heard you say that multiple times about yourself. Yeah. So, and that's a good thing because you like, damn, I need to have something to measure myself up at because then that's the only way I'm going to get better. And I felt like, well, I was at a 30, I was like, I, I'm good here. Like, I'm good where I'm at at 30. Now, I know where I want to be. When going into from 30 to 40, that range, I know what I need to do to keep elevating the game for myself. So, um, But I know you also said that you hear a lot of people say that they're that going through crisis is a shit now. Yeah. Uh, they about their 30. Those, um, no, those midlife crises are weird, so... Before I get to other people, I'm going to talk about me personally. Okay. go ahead. Me personally, like, when I hit 21, when I hit 25, those were, like, milestones for me. When I hit 21. 25 was a milestone, yeah. Yeah, when I hit 21, I was on some shit, like, I'm getting a little bit better in life. I'm kind of, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit better about where I'm at. Okay. 25, I was like, whew, I just went through a big-ass bump in the road, and I'm here now. I'm feeling good. So now 30 coming up, and I'm just like, Slim, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> are are you here for it? But I'm 100% confident in it. Uh, I'm in. Now, when it comes to other people, and it, it seems like when they're approaching 30, it's weird as fuck, bro. It's like either they don't care or they don't even understand it. Mm. And, like, the lack of understanding is, like, 
it's not even like, you know, numbers are just numbers. Of course, it's a social right. construct. It's man-made. Yeah. But it's just about where you are. Like, 30 is the make or break point. It's kind of like sometimes you get to 30 and, like, you can you can succeed or you can fail. And I feel like a lot of people that's in our age group, they're failing because they're approaching 30. And it's scary as fuck to me. That's fair. For them, I mean. That's fair. And the reason I say that is because approaching 30, when you're in 20s and even 25, it's still a lot of trial and error and then room for trial and error. So you're going to take all these jobs. You're going to do these different ventures and stuff. And you might fail at some of them, and you might bump your head along the road, relationships and all that stuff. All right, cool. This is what the 20s are for. Once you get to 30s, it's like, ain't too much room on, for that buckle. shit. Like, <laughs> I got one, two more fuck-ups before I'm fucked off for yeah, good. come on, bucko. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, what, what's up? Oh, bro, you know what's funny about this whole conversation? I remember being a teenager and thinking about turning 20 like it was 30. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at the time, um, I'll say this. I don't like to talk about this too much because I don't want nobody thinking I think I think I'm some tough guy or some shit. I'm not no tough guy at all. But when I was a teenager, I was in and out of jail a lot. Mm-hmm. So when I turned 20, I was on some shit like, this shit got to stop. Like, I got to grow up. I got to goddamn, I just got to cut this bullshit out. Yeah. So that was like a 30 moment for me. Okay. Like, okay, now you 20, 21. It really was like 21. Well, it, it was 20. When I turned 21, uh, I I had, uh, I went like a couple years without being in trouble. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm good now. Like, okay, I got this thing called life figured out. Yeah. I got my temper under control. And that's what I talk to my homeboys about all the time, those tempers. Those tempers are fucking disgusting. They will land you in places that you never thought you'll be in. I had a terrible temper when I was younger, too. Like, I used to be ready to fight and shit all the time when I was I think it's because we be mad at the world. Yeah. And sometimes, verse, sometimes we be mad at the world for no fucking reason. It don't even be the world fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm glad. Well, I know I had a bad temper when I was younger because I even, like, up until earlier this year, I was bad at internalizing stuff. So by the time when I was ready to go, it was because I've been building up shit for so long that... You caught me on the wrong day. You finna catch these hands. And I, I done got a lot of trouble for that <laughs> shit. I got yeah. a lot of trouble. Because once I start throwing them hands, it's, it's a wrap. I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's really by the grace of God I ain't ever went to jail. I'm going to be real with you. Yeah, dog. I had, some, I had a, a couple of close calls, but, you know. Bro, every time, every time I went to jail, it was for some dumb ass shit. Like, just stupid shit. Like... Three driving on suspended licenses, mm. three or four uh, disorderly conducts, um, just dumb shit, bro. Like I only had one drug charge, I only had fucking uh, one DUI. Rest of the shit was just dumb shit, just dumb as hell. Like for what? Uh, two situations wasn't my fault though. Like one situation, I was in, I was in Augusta, bro. I had, I had just finished. Uh, my bachelor's degree at at Georgia Southern, and I was downtown just chilling with my homeboy, just excited about life. I wasn't celebrating because I wasn't even talking about it. Like nobody even really knew I had just finished school because mm. I didn't even talk about. It. I ain't go to graduation or nothing like that. And a police officer, I was talking to, I was talking to a group of white boys, 
and three of them stayed across the street from me in the house that that I went to high school in. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to them, and I shook all their hands or whatever. And I guess I guess two of them were still talking to me. The rest of them, because like they was in like a group of like eight or ten. The rest of them walked away, and I guess when they walked away, they seen the police, and they were like, police coming. And we stood there. We didn't move. I didn't even hear them talking about no police shit. I didn't even give a fuck if the police was coming or not. And we just so happened to walk away because we was about to walk into this pool hall. And the police grabbed me and, like, put one hand on my shoulder, put his hands in my pockets. And I was like... I, like, I grabbed the arm. I don't know who the fuck it is, though. Yeah. I grabbed the arm. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I'm thinking it's somebody, like, playing or something. I turn around. It's a police officer. He throws me on top of a car. And um, just so happened, my car was right next to the car he threw me on top of. Throws me on top of that car. My homeboy's sitting in the car. My homeboy gets out and like, man, what the hell you got going on? And he's like, get your ass back in the car. And I'm just looking like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. And this isn't my first interacting with the police before. So, right. you know, I know how to act. I know, like, bro, if I don't got them get right, he's going to beat the shit out of me. Because, bro, I, I'll show you. Matter of fact, I'm going to post this clip right here. I'm going to show y'all a mugshot of me when I was 19 years old, uh, 18 years old. Bro, when I was 18 years old, a police officer beat the shit out of me, bro. I got a mugshot. So, it was like some right beat Bill shit. Yeah, it's real bad. I I'll show you right now. I will pull it up. Damn, man. But uh, so I I knew what time it was. But yeah, that shit wasn't my fault. But this story is crazy too. I don't know why I haven't been told this story. So I go to court for the same situation. I'm not even thinking about this shit because it's a disorderly conduct. He ended up charging me with disorderly conduct because my homeboy got out the car and my homeboy crazy as hell. But he gets out the car on some calm shit. Like, man, you know, you should just let him go. Like, this is stupid. Like, he's apologizing to you. You still acting crazy? Like, this is stupid. And he just was like, you know what? Fuck y'all. And he just gave me a ticket, and he walked away. Oh, wow. So I go to court. I'm thinking, like, man, this shit a disorderly kind. I'm about to go in here and pay this little $100 fine and move forward. The judge tell me, uh, nah, you got to write a letter. You got 10 days to write a letter to the police officer and apologize to him. Because, uh, oh, when I grabbed his arm, I said something like, what the fuck? Or something stupid. And the judge was like, write him a letter saying your mom didn't teach you to uh, talk like that. Man. Why is that necessary, though? Like, bro, why is that necessary? My pride bro? would not let me do that shit, bro. So I didn't write that yeah, letter. Bro, I had a warrant, bro. Mm. And the crazy thing about it is I had just finished school. I went to go get a background check because I had a job offer, bro. I went to police station to get a background check, and I had a warrant from that shit, bro. I went to jail for that stupid ass shit. That go back to what was somewhere earlier about the little white lies. That might have been the time you could have just did a little white line, like, man, I apologize. Oh, Even though you boy, really you know, it. bro, you know, I regret that shit yeah. to this day. Like, bro, I should have wrote that stupid ass letter. I don't give a fuck if I meant that shit or yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. Bro. Fuck who meant it. Yeah, no, nah, I know what you mean, man. Yeah. Damn, that's fucked up, though. That's the mugshot. You see how skinny I was, too? <laughs> Yeah. Both my eyes was closed shut. Damn, man. Because you got to think, this is like right after, so like I ain't have like no bad bruising. You can only see it on that eye. You see that side of my face is yeah, like Yeah, because it takes a while for that shit to like really. Yeah, like but both my eyes is closed shut. God damn. Like man. I'm not looking down. That's <laughs> fucked up. Both my eyes is closed shut, bro. They hit you with the nightsticks and shit too? Uh, Nah, he just beat the shit out of me and uh, put cuffs on me and, and damn, threw man. me in the back. Yeah. That shit fucked up, man. Yeah, police brutality is crazy. We be getting fucked up. We really be getting fucked up, man. And that shit is sad. That's why why I don't talk about that. Because that's one of those things where it's like, 
the people that do talk about topics like that, they ain't never really been through that type shit. So it's like they think that shit cool and shit. Like, nah, ain't nigga, I done live that, that shit, shit, bro. Nah, ain't shit cool about it. Yeah. But yeah, let's get off that topic. Yeah. That yeah, shit, yeah. that that shit pissed me off even thinking about it. I see why Joe Button and them got their little happy uh theme song. Oh yeah. <laughs> when they real shit in. They gotta bring they gotta bring the other one back though. The uh what was what was the um I can't remember what it was. But that they ain't played it in a minute, They ain't right? played it in a minute. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they got going on. Outstanding. Bro, yeah, outstanding. Yeah, yeah, the barbecue song. There you go. But, bro, this is the only topic, like, I really want to talk about from right, this week, bro. I, uh, You know, I love I love pop culture topics, I but I don't hit on to too much. About. I got to talk about the T.I. shit, bro. Yes, right, you know, so, bro. I got who, to. Who should go first? You and me? You, 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 you. You definitely have to go first. I don't agree with it, bro. I don't agree with it. I get it. It's his daughter. But that's some weirdo shit, fam. Shawty 18. Is she in college? I don't know. I don't even know, like, the details as far even as Even if she ain't in college. There's two reasons that I don't really fuck with it. One, I don't really feel like you should be publicly... Um, Talking about your daughter's sexuality and virginity like that. You know, Tip got a podcast now. I know that. Yeah. But there's so many other things to talk about. I don't feel like it's necessary to. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, I just showed him a meme with T.I. It says, When well, my girl been at the store longer than 30 minutes. I didn't even read the message, but looking at the visual is crazy, it's bro. T.I. It's T.I. with the glasses on looking That's... down the vaginal hole. <laughs> That's a crazy. That is a nasty picture, bro. But nah, that shit is gross. Yeah, that's a nasty picture, man. But um, I can't fuck with it, bro. I don't feel like you should. Because you're basically, at this point, you putting your daughter on front street. Nobody had to know this shit about your daughter. Like, your daughter being a virgin. Or even if she Isn't was that personal information? Yeah. I mean. Like, well, super personal. Yeah, that's super personal. And then you have to also consider that teenagers are very emotional. And they're very big on their perception uh, amongst their peers. So, from what I remember of being a teenager, and I mean, I'm I'm 30, but, you know, I'm not so far removed from remembering how I felt to be a teenager. They're very big on their perception of their virginity and sexuality. And a lot of people didn't, even like uh, males or females, didn't really like to broadcast that they were virgins. A lot of people will lie about it, males and females. You'd be surprised how many females were lying about not being virgins that were actually virgins. So you just putting that shit on front street, you're a very famous person. So you saying this, now everybody knows. And I don't know, I just feel weird about you. And this is your daughter. So then the other part is, why are you so invested into her... um, her virginity or the I guess the saint the sanctity of her virginity more more than you saying how I sit down with my kids and talk to them about sex and being safe and you know educating them on sex. Why why aren't you more talking about that than saying, Oh, 
you know, I always take my daughter to make sure that her hymen is still intact. That's kind of fucked up, to be honest with you. So I wasn't really feeling that shit. I'm going to be real, dog. Bruh. You, dog, you literally have the same standpoint I have. The only thing I can add on that is that there's certain things that women have going on that I literally know nothing about. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I feel like we have no business being a part of. I also agree there. That's I also one agree thing that, that we that have no have business. Because let's let but I take a lot of stock in not only what people say but how they say it. So the way he was saying it, where's my results? Where it's almost like it's a trophy for him that his daughter's still a virgin. It's almost like it's a trophy for him. And then why does that, that even fucking matter? That's the point I didn't understand. Like, why why the fuck are you broadcasting this? Bro, I have a lot of respect for Tip, but the question I would ask him is, I'll be like, hey, bro, you know, like, your daughter going to fuck one day. And how you going to feel about it? Like, you want to only fuck Prince Charming? And and here's the other thing. And I think that's the part that, I don't know, maybe he's out of touch with reality or what, but... You've done this. You've set the wolves on your daughter at this point. Because I don't know what world you live in where you think men aren't attracted to virgins. But her comments have, are in to. fucking shambles now with dudes saying, I'm going to take her virginity. And if you think for a fucking second that these wolves ain't out here. Family business should always be family business, too. Like, I love the podcast he did with Tiny. I thought it was really cool because, you know, I love personal shit. Like, I thought that was cool, too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I did a podcast with my mom before, and, and I loved it. Um, but it's just certain things that goes on with family that should remain family. Like, even if he was doing that weirdo-ass yeah. shit, and l- let me say it because I haven't said it. That's some weirdo shit. No, that shit was super weird, bro. <laughs> but I, even I'm, if I'm he is doing that, that that's family business. Keep that shit over there, bro. I ain't feeling bro. that shit at all. Yeah, that's some that's some weirdo shit, bro. It's like reverse sexual exploitation of your uh, of your kid. Yeah, like where somebody would damn near auction off their kid's sexuality. You're kind of auctioning off her virginity in a sense, whether you know it, that's what you're doing or not. What kind of life does he want her to live? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, is this a is this a ploy to get? Guys, to oh, I need to win his daughter. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here, but whatever you're trying to accomplish is probably not going to go the way you think it's going to go because now everybody knows your daughter's a virgin and now the wolves are out. Like, niggas be plotting, man. And I mean, I'm just going to call it spade a spade. There's a lot of niggas who really be out here wanting to take girls' virginities and they ain't really giving a fuck about trying to stick around and be with them and shit. Like, they gonna they gonna do that shit and keep moving. Oh, I, I you know I'm the I'm the first nigga. I, I hit it first. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Ray J. I, I hit it. That's I just hit what it, happens. Is what happens, especially in college. You man, these young college. No, nah, we we all they been hungry. there. They going for it. Niggas <laughs> is wolves. The wolves is out, bro. They not they not trying to care about the how your how your daughter feels about the first encounter they have together. She finna be going home and thinking how special that shit was. They like, yeah man, I'm her first now, bro. I done yeah. got that shit and nobody Tip else got up. that shit but me, Tip dog. Tip thought he uh you set the wolves it. out, bro. Like that shit is fucking stupid, man. This nigga checking out bro. I don't even 
I don't know though. Like, and um, I've been seeing a lot of comments on it, and, and a lot of the comments been like, "Oh, a lot of y'all deadbeat daddies uh, putting these inputs in," and da, 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 da. and I'm just like, "Bro, it ain't got nothing to do with that. It's just this is a humanity conversation. It but really it, is." But it also got me thinking. It's like, bro, I've never had a a, a birds and bees conversation with my mom ever before. I've never had it with my mom, but I have had it with my dad. Yeah, I've I've, I've never had that, and uh, me and my homeboys talk about it all the time because a lot of us grew up without dads. So we talk about it all the time. We talk about like, do you think we're the way we are because we didn't have those conversations? Mm. I don't know, cause I remember when my mom found out that um that I wasn't a virgin. Uh, she uh. It was kind of messed up how she found out, but she, from that moment, she was like, I hope you use the condom, and, you know, you need to make sure that you use the condoms, you know, you out here doing that or whatever. But she wasn't, like, advocating me, like, oh, it's cool for you to do that, but it's like, you need to know how to protect yourself in that event and stuff like that. Mm. See, I never had that combo with my mom, dog, and uh yeah, it was kind of crazy how I got caught. I up. think I think that should have be awkward anyway, though. Super what? I didn't know mom. I didn't even know what my mom was on. She uh she had picked me up and she was like, "You got something you want to tell me?" And I was like, "Like what you talking about?" And she was like, "Yeah, I talked to I ain't gonna say her name, but uh, Shawty Mom." She was like, "I talked to Shawty Mom today," and I was like, "I'm still you know oh, okay with with someone." She was like, "Yeah, she uh she found some letters." And I was like, I already knew what time it was then. <laughs> I was like, damn, man. Because I saw that you used to like to write letters and stuff all the time. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess apparently she had kept, like, every single letter. Like, we wrote back and forth, like, in her dresser. And mom found all them shit. And there was some uh, some explicit stuff in there. Bro, you know what's funny? <laughs> I never had that combo with my mom, bro. But she done caught me, like, in the act, like, a couple times. <laughs> and oh, it's she caught you in the act? Yeah. I never funny. got caught in the act. Bro, it's funny. TJ just walked in here, bro. Bro, one time, me and TJ, I was just about to start going to Georgia Southern, and then we was at my mom's house, and I was in the room with my girl, mm -hmm. and uh, my mom had never seen her, because I used to always try to make sure my mom never seen nobody I was fucking with. My mom was crazy as hell. Yeah. TJ was in the living room sleep. Okay. TJ didn't wake up when she came downstairs walking to my room. She comes to my room and she's banging on the door and she's like, "What the hell are you in there doing? All oh, this and all that, trying to get in the room, bro." Yeah, I'm boy, like, "What the deep fuck?" And guts. Yeah. <laughs> so I finally get my clothes on, get out the room, and she's like, "Oh, get the fuck out!" I'm like, "Man, god damn." So we had those like, dog. We had those situations multiple times, but we never talked about like sex before. She never told okay. me like. She never even talked to me about like. like oh, don't be bringing no babies to my crib or no shit like that. I've never had those conversations with my mom before, yeah. ever. And that shit is crazy to me. When did your mom find out you wasn't a virgin? Like, what age was that? I think my mama knew I was fucking when I was in middle school. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. She knew, she knew, you said what? Yeah. She knew, she knew I was fucking because, um, because, um, okay, I'll tell you. So starting out, damn, this is crazy too. So starting out when I was young, I told you I was a nerd. Her mm -hmm. husband taught me how to build computers when I was in third grade. Okay. So he brought me my first computer in third grade. I built, I built my first computer in fifth grade. Mm hmm So... 
I used to go into the chat rooms. He knew nothing about chat rooms. He didn't even really know about the internet like that. Like he thought he knew. <laughs> them chat rooms is filthy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy. He was a smart ass man. He okay. had this idea of building Facebook. He wanted to call it How. W O, I mean, H O W. And it stood for Hell on Wheels. That's what he used to call me and my brothers. It was just like Facebook. He had this idea. Damn, he should have did that shit, man. Yeah, he fucked up. And he, he invested all his savings oh. into that project. Man, what happened? Yeah. What happened with it? He's just one of those people that's not consistent. Damn. I never, I never tell that story. He would have been a fucking billionaire by now. Oh, he bro. had it, bro. He called it like it was back then, it was networking. Damn. But he had man. the idea and he called it like he, oh, he knew it was social networking. Mm. He called it social networking. He knew it. He would have been a fucking billionaire. He, was, he wanted to create a network where you can socialize with people through the network. But, um,. What had happened? Oh, so like that jacket too. When I got the uh, I got the computer, fucking um, I started fucking with the chat rooms. He didn't know about it. He caught mm -hmm. me in a room one day. I was on a webcam with a girl, and I used to lie and tell them motherfuckers I was like twenty one. <laughs> nigga, I was in like third grade. Nigga, I used to uh, tell them motherfuckers fact. I was twenty one. Yeah. So um, got into the chat room. Boom. He used to go in there with me. Like, boy, you wild, boy. We used to be on that bitch going crazy. But I, I know right now it sounds psycho. But <laughs> that's crazy hearing this though. Like just hearing like just the development and all it like damn. damn. When I was a oh, dog, man. when I was a young kid, I was crazy as hell. So like my mom, I still was a virgin at this point. My mom's found out I was in fifth grade. I had got my first I excuse me, I built my first computer. I was in fifth grade. Damn. And goddamn, she uh she got on my computer one day because her computer broke down mm -hmm. and she was trying to do some work and those notifications kept popping up. So she finally clicked it and she seen the girl. The girl was like, she was like 18 or 19. But you know, at the time I'm like 10. So my mom wasn't fucking with that shit. And she was like, I cannot believe you in here talking to these grown ass women. This shit is weird as fuck. Blah, blah, blah. And, was uh, it AOL chat? This is before AOL. See, AOL. AOL, AOL that's like the first stuff I knew about chat rooms. Uh, yeah. AOL, you MSN. Like different chat rooms yep. Chat rooms yep. MSN. MSN. Oh, you was on MSN. So I used you to be know, on the... probably came around the same time. Yeah, uh -huh. they did. MSN. AOL, AOL was like right after. Okay. I mean, uh, AOL was like right after MSN. MSN, because okay, okay. I remember MSN had the little, little bubble first. had the little bubble guy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And that's... So that's MSN. That's Napster. That's Napster and Kaza time. All right, whatever. The oh yeah, Kazaa, Kazaa, yeah, Kazaa. Yeah, yeah, that's those times. I used to be, I used to make some pretty good money yeah, burning so, CDs off of Kazaa too. So, uh, what happened? Oh, so I was in fifth grade at this time. I still was a virgin though, but she thought I was sexually active then, and she kind of just left it alone because her husband was on some shit. Like, man, he all right, man. Leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? He ain't fucking with you. Came, came, came. Sixth grade, I had fucked one time for the first time. Sixth grade, that's crazy. Yeah. But she had already thought I was fucking in fifth grade. That's crazy. Yeah, sixth grade, I was. I did it one time, and I thought it was the worst shit in the world. Yeah. But seventh grade, that's when I started fucking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I was kind of a late bloomer. So I could have lost my virginity in sixth grade. Uh, I remember we went to this girl's house. It was me and my homeboy, and then it was these two girls or whatever. Her mom was at work. We, we was, my, our parents were in the military. It was a military base. So my mom may get off. We got off school like 250 or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and her mommy got off to five. So we went to her house, and uh, my homeboy, he went upstairs with her, and then I was yeah, with the, the girl. Um, she had like handed me a condom and everything, but I, but some, I think her mom like ended up coming home early, so we had to like sneak out the back door and shit. So I ain't end up doing it or whatever. But yeah, I, 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 if that would have went the way it was supposed to win, I probably would end up losing my virginity in like, uh, eighth, uh, sixth grade too. But I ended up losing it until like ninth grade though. Bro, I lost my virginity to a girl that I had the biggest crush on that stayed in the building that lived next to me. And she just got on top of me. Like, she sucked me up. I had got head before. Mm. She sucked me up. And I just like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Then she got on top of me. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And she was like, boy, calm down, relax. And I was like, uh, like I was kind of trying the to girls was definitely off. more sexual fluid yeah, than she, we were. She, bro, she was in 10th grade. I was in 6th grade. That happened a lot, too, that yeah. a lot of people don't realize. Them, them, the, older, the older girls used to be honest. I always, I always was dating older chicks when I was in like middle yeah, me high too. school. Always, yeah. Even, even I don't think I've I, ever really dated anybody younger than me until maybe I moved to Augusta. Really? And she was like a year younger than me. Other than that, everybody I dated was older than me, bro. bro. I always dated girls my age, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was always the older chicks that was on me, dog. Like I don't know what it was, but. Yeah. I always wonder, or or same age, it was same age or older, but yeah. I always wonder, like, is it those type experiences that that make you how you are with your sexuality? Possibly. That's Possibly. what I think it is, and I also think like me, me starting so young with sex, that's what makes my sex drive so low now. My sex drive is, yeah, it's shot out now, bro. I know what you mean by that. Um, yeah, I've been putting a lot up. of thought to that. It's interesting that you bring that up. Like, elaborate on that, cause um, I I feel I kind of feel the same way. Oh, uh, I remember being young and I couldn't I couldn't go more than five ten seconds without thinking about sex. Yeah. Now, I probably think about sex once a day. Um, as far as like the the strong urge to have sex, probably once a week. And I never thought I'd be to this point. I never thought I'd be to the point where I'm happy having sex once a week. That's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's insane. Because I remember being 18, 17 years old. And you wanted to hump on everything. I couldn't go a day without having sex. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) When I went one day, I was like, nah, this ain't the move right here, bro. This ain't the move. Damn, because you just... You just really sparked something when you said that. And I was like, damn, it's interesting you said it will make you say that because I was wilding in my younger days and I feel like I don't really be on that like that now. I'm like, it ain't that serious no more. I think I think it's because our focus is just elsewhere. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, a lot of people be asking me, like, am I dating and stuff? And I, I didn't, man, I, when you look at my phone, see some of my texts and shit, like, I... If I wanted to just go get some ass, like it ain't no thing. I can I can make that shit happen like that. I just don't be on that shit like that. I'm like, man, shit, I'd rather just go home and go go to sleep and go to the gym in the morning than go over here and fuck off on this shit. Some, sometimes it just ain't worth it anyway, though, dog. It don't be like it don't. Yeah. Now, if it's like a real, real bad joint, it's like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and hit that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. other than that. 
for the most part, nah. Let me ask you a question, man. I don't know if I ever asked you this. What's so up? So I went out a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was this chick, man. She was bad as a motherfucker, bruh. Everything, bruh. But she was like 20 years old. Would you would you do it? Is that too young? What's too young? That's the question I'm trying to ask. I talk about this all the time because uh, my homeboy Damo, he loves young chicks, and I don't fuck with young girls. I don't either. Too, too so young, what's too young? Too young for me personally. It depends what we talking about. Are we talking about dating? Or are we talking about just hitting? Just period. Just period. Well, okay. Um, what, okay. So let's start with hitting then. What would be the youngest right. that you would hit? Too too young to hit. I think a 21-year-old is too young to hit, but it depends on her mind state. If she's 21 years old and she has a decent mind state, I probably would fuck with her. So you wouldn't fuck a 20-year-old? It depends on her mind state. Um, it it all just depends on the mind state, dog. Can I see myself fucking a 20-year-old? No. Like, especially, like, on the regular, right? Yeah. I think, I think like, any 20-year-old sitting in front of me, chilling, having conversation, I don't think we're going to get into a conversation about sex. I don't think we're going to move towards that direction. Now, so let me let me throw a little curveball in there. Now, imagine this motherfucker got some nice titties, nice ass, lips, all that shit. Like, just, she bad. You know, she at least a nine, at least a nine. And she, like, she throwing vibes your way. And you've been drinking a little bit. I would do it. You would do it? If I ain't got to have too much conversation. Because okay. I don't think, I. it would be me. It wouldn't be her. It would be me. Because my conversation. See, like, that's where I was at with it. Because when I was there, it was, you know, the vibes was there. And I was like, like I'm like, man, I'll take that down now. Right. Motherfucker, I right. But I was like, she's 20, and she's like a legit 20. It wasn't like, oh, I turned 21 in the next month or two. Like, I turned 21 next year. Like, God damn, bro. Yeah. I might be 31 before you turn 21. You... I don't but know. If we talking about dating, though, I'm definitely not. Nah, dating. I don't think. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not dating nobody nah, under nah, 25. Nah, nah. That shit dead. Nah, I couldn't do I that. I was just talking about that shit. Uh, under too. 25. Hold on. Let me, let me slow down there. Um. Let's see, I might say 23. 23? I might say 23. So, first off, it's not even about the age. It's about, it's about yeah, like where you're right, you mentally. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, where you at mentally. And I just don't feel like someone under the age of 25 been through enough for me to be with them mentally. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I know that sounds like some old head shit, but niggas is old heads nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, once you get in your thirties, that shit just look, it just look weird. You talking to somebody twenty? She can't even buy a beer, bro. She, she can't even she buy wine dog. Like that shit crazy, dog. Bro, my dog used to fuck with. But that motherfucker was bad, though, boy. I ain't gonna lie to you. My dog used to fuck with an eighteen year old. Nah, she, nah, nah, she, nah, nah, she nah, was nah, fine nah. too, bro. If you got the but teens on it, oh, absolutely bro. not. Uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. <laughs> bro. Sorry, no offense, no offense, you know, but. Nah, all the I can't do I'm that. Still, I'm still I'm talking about doing Damo. that. I'm I still ain't talking do- about Damo. Almost all of my nieces are teenagers. Almost all of them. I ain't doing that. That's not happening, bro. I'm sorry. I don't care how bad. Nah, fam. It's weird, ain't it? Nah, no, no, no. I can't do that. And that's just me personally, bro. Like, nah, I can't do that. I can't fuck with that. That's that's crazy. That's nasty. 
Yeah. A thirty year old fucking on a nineteen year old is nasty, bruh. That's how I be feeling. You be seeing them uh those sugar daddy videos. Yeah. Like the most man. recent one with the I mean, uh, that's with, low key. with the young girl with the old nigga on top yeah, of her and she was man. like ah. Yeah. Like, bro, that's nasty. That's hell, nasty, bro. bro. That's, yeah, that's low key sugar daddy behavior at that point. Well, yeah, bro. I think I think we had another classic podcast. Well, sure. before we get up out of here, we got a couple of other things to talk about real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's we do. We got to talk about the uh... Infinity War and Endgame. Let's do that first. Okay. okay. So you say you liked Infinity War and you didn't like Endgame, or you didn't like either? I liked Infinity War and I didn't like Endgame. All right. And you say you didn't like Endgame because it was so emotional? Yes. All right. So, okay, let me ask you first. What didn't you like about Endgame? Besides the fact that it was or, or dive deeper on the emotional part. Um, I'm going to tell you why both of them was important, but I want to hear what you got to say first. Mm, I'll, t- I'll tell you the biggest thing. I didn't like about how they ended it. The biggest thing I didn't like about how they ended it is because um, Thanos does does everything he does trying to please death. You talking about in the comics? Yes, okay, in the I'm comics. That's how it's supposed to go. So, you know, me being a comic book nerd, I'm watching this movie, and he's and they don't even have death. He's just doing all this wild ass shit for no okay. reason. That's bothering the shit out of me okay. off rip. Okay. Cause I'm just I'm just that type nigga. I'm the nigga that like grew up watching this shit, so I know the end of the story, and you're not giving me that. So let me ask you this before we go any further. How do you feel about the rest of the series? Cause a lot of the series for the comic book movies do not follow the source material of the comics. Yeah, as long as as long as it's a good movie, I'm fine with it. Those those definitely was good movies, but I feel like they banked on CGI way too much. Probably like in game more than Infinity War. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I they banked on CGI way too much, and whenever a movie banks on CGI too much, they lack in storyline. And I feel like they kind of lacked on storyline. They, they definitely tried to pull the audience emotions into the movie. True, and True. that's what happened. Like they had the little, they had the little pandering scene where they had all the women running. I hated that fucking scene. I hate nah, that No, I like that bro. scene because it, bro, I hate the reason shit, I like that bro. scene, so you know what A-Force is. Yeah. Okay. So I think that was kind of like a, a not, now if they do something with it in the future, it's a different story. But I feel like that was kind of a nod to, hey, we recognize that the A-Force is a thing. Here's all the ladies of Marvel. Let's show them off of all the ladies of the MCU which is the you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So all the ladies that we have inside of this universe, we're gonna show them all in one scene. So you got the Nebula, you got um, you got uh, Captain Marvel, you got um, my mind is going blank right now. You got everybody, basically everybody beside Black Widow because yeah, he's yeah, bad yeah, at this yeah. point. But you showing all of them, and uh, I thought that was pretty dope. I actually liked that scene. And not to mention that they kind of uh, followed up on it. So you show Valkyrie uh, slicing, you know, slicing through the enemies. You show uh, um, Wanda uh, using her magic to to keep the enemies, like, levitated while Valkyrie slices through them and shit. I don't know. I thought that shit was kind of dope. Um, what I didn't like about Endgame... The most, honestly, was the Hulk. Why? 
they fucking made the Hulk weak as shit. Yeah. The that's Hulk why, is, that's why I told you that whole movie was just a play on emotions. I think they missed a lot of opportunities with the Hulk. The Hulk was supposed to be way better than he was in MCU, period. Honestly, really, since Buddy took uh Mark Ruffalo is his name. Mm-hmm. Ever really since ever he ever since he took over the Hulk, they kind of made him a much weaker Hulk than he should have been. He should have been way more aggressive and, and savage. And they kind of played with it a little bit in Age of Ultron and all of that. But then after that, it was like the nigga got his ass beat about Thanos and he won shit for the rest of the the rest of the series pretty much from Infinity War to Endgame. That nigga won shit. But he was he was you know, he was going ham with uh Thor up in uh in uh Ragnarok. Like he was doing pretty good in that. But he won shit after that, you know what I'm saying? So I I ain't like how they did that. But um I'll say this. The reason in so the difference between so let me give my thoughts on it first. Infinity War, I personally feel like has the most replayability out of the two. Um, but Endgame was very necessary, and I'll say this. Yeah, I agree. I uh, want to sit here and disagree. Yeah, um, Endgame is necessary. So Endgame it does a lot of tying things together in terms of the MCU. Now, if you're because you mentioned about death and stuff like that, so if you're a big comic book nerd, then you're gonna feel that way about it. But the MCU told its own depiction of... I think we should backtrack and tell people who Death is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. we didn't. Um, Death, Death was basically a figurative person that, that Thanos was in love with, that he wanted to serve. And the whole idea of, of him destroying half of the universe was an idea that Death had, and he was serving her to do that. Yes, yeah. yeah, and he was super savage in trying to do that too. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. yeah. Which they definitely show in the movie, but they don't talk about death, and that bothers the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I liked about so let me tell you what I liked about Infinity War Endgame. One, Thanos was like the main uh the main focus of it. So in Infinity War, it was okay, they changed the storyline, so instead of him trying to appease death, it was this happened to my planet. I don't want to see this happen to the rest of the world. I'm kind of drastic in my measures of trying to make sure that this doesn't happen to the rest of the world. So in me thinking I can save the rest of the world, I'm going to kill off half of the universe. And then the rest of the universe is going to have more more than enough resources to survive and thrive on and all that stuff. So you got to see a more intimate side of Thanos in Infinity War. In Endgame, you seen, oh, no, nah, these motherfuckers ain't grateful. Oh, no, nah, fuck that. This Whatever I was thinking in Infinity War, they don't care about that. They, like, all they see is that I took half of the universe. They want my head, and they literally took my head. So when you show him, when he comes into the future or current time in Endgame, he would all the smoke. He's like, nah, fuck that. I'm killing all you motherfuckers now. Yeah. So he way more savage. So like when you see his interactions with the Avengers and shit, like him fighting Thor, he's beating the living shit out of Thor. He like, fuck you. Now I'm grabbing your axe. I'm about to split I'm about to split you in fucking half, bro. Like I don't give a fuck. He's smiling while doing this shit. He talking cash money shit. Like, 
y'all ain't gonna be allowed to tell these motherfuckers what happened because I'm killing all of y'all motherfuckers now. That shit was savage, and his daughters were savage. Yeah, his daughters are savage. His the Black Order in itself, they savage. They with the shits, but Thor, I mean Thanos was with all the smoke in in uh, Endgame. So that's what I liked about it. But I do feel like Infinity War has more uh, uh, replayability, though. Yeah, that's the that's the only reason why I felt like it just was the better movie of the two. Yeah. And it was just certain things I just thought was cliche. Like also the uh, the Captain America thing, I thought it was pretty cliche. Yeah, it was a lot. Of There's a lot of plot movie, holes bro. in Captain America's arc. Um, in that in in the end game, I liked his arc more leading up to it mm-hmm. because you did have where he pretty much was exiled and turned into a terrorist, and and so when you see him again in Endgame, it's like Rogue. I mean, uh, in Infinity War is like Rogue Captain America. He got the beard growing out. He like I ain't I ain't here for the diplomatic shit. I'm what's up? What's I'm yeah. with all the smoke? What's up? What's going on? And um. I like I like that Captain America. Like he he really made me like enjoy his character a whole lot once he was in Infinity War, uh, and Cap really in Civil War too. But Civil War and Infinity War, he really made like he I, I become like a he become a favorite of mine, and um, and I think in Endgame when they kind of try to start, oh I can go back in the past and and I can live out my love life and all this. I was like, alright, I guess. It's weird. I so you really wouldn't care did. about that much, but okay. I thought you were disagreeing with me. No, so not that me. part. No, there were certain parts. Like I said, that, the Hulk, it was like, eh, I like, I, they fucked the Hulk over in, 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 in Endgame, to be honest. I, that nigga should have been with all the smoke the they way had, that he yeah. got his ass beat. They had Hulk damn near the whole movie with his Hulk was trash in the game. I'm just going to yeah. call it spade a spade. Like, he was... Yeah, he brought everybody back by snapping it. And that scene in itself was badass. But then it's like the rest of the movie. Nigga ain't do shit in the war. Where, like, all the... Like, they brought everybody back and fight. He ain't do shit. He ain't do shit. Might have punched somebody, like... He's a fucking Hulk. Like, he should be wrecking shit right now. So, you agree, though. Infinity War over Endgame. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree with that part. I agree with that part. I just don't think Endgame is a bad movie. And no, it's necessary. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it was bad. Got you. Because I do have a homeboy who thinks that. He oh, does nah, not, that he shit does wasn't not bad. fuck with Endgame at it all. It wasn't bad. I just I just didn't like it as much as I liked Infinity War. Yeah, no, so Infinity War has it's definitely more... Uh, it's, it's more watched... More of a playability. It's more action in it, honestly. Because Bro, did you see the Joker? No. I, I You know what? I was crazy. So I told you I had the flu. I was actually going to go drive up there to watch it today so we can talk about it. But we'll talk about it another time, though. Oh, yeah. For sure. We got to. I, I heard that shit is amazing. How you break down Infinity War in, in, in Endgame, I can't wait to see your breakdown okay. of the Joker. Yeah. You I'm a, have to, bro. And it's like, it's some different <laughs> shit. Like, I can't even go off no comic book shit when it comes to that because we've never seen a story to Joker. Well, from I what I've heard, everybody has told me, no disrespect to the dead. And I don't know why we get into this world where Heath we Ledger. feel like I've heard I've heard his Joker's better than Heath Ledger's Joker. That's what I've heard. I've heard it multiple times. I, uh, I've, I've they're different a, though, but yeah. I've heard. That. I've done a review on 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 this before. Uh, me and Trues talked about it on our podcast. We did. Um, 
They're totally different. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. So you I can't really say, compare the two. Yeah, I would. Okay. I would definitely that's, that's wouldn't cool. say Phoenix's Joker is better than Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay. They're totally different. Phoenix's Joker was like an emotional Joker. Uh, Joker going through trials and tribulations. Heath Ledger's Joker was fucking badass. So if I had to pick, I'm picking Heath Ledger's Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker was fucking amazing. I'm definitely and that picking movie, that one. That trilogy in itself was just amazing. But, but I wouldn't want to pick his Joker because I don't want to I don't want to downplay Phoenix's Joker because Phoenix's Joker was badass also. Go, I've heard from multiple people said that they fuck with uh they fuck with Phoenix's Joker. Oh, they're tripping. They need to definitely watch Batman again. Oh, they're yeah, tripping. yeah, yeah. No, Dark Knight is like one of the most yeah. legendary comic book movies of all time. No, it's one of the most legendary movies of all time. That is also a fact. That trilogy, really, people slept on the first Batman yeah, movie. Yeah, they did. They did. That shit was fucking phenomenal, bro. They also Kristen sleep on Bell the third was one. an amazing Batman, bro. They sleep on the third one also, though. The third one was fire, too. Yeah. That, that trilogy is comic that's that's how you do a comic book movie series correctly if you want to if you want something to base your series off of go watch the dark knight trilogy that shit is fucking amazing batman vs superman was trash though yeah no everything after that we, <laughs> ain't a whole lot of talk I'm about just making sure that. we on the same page no 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 i can't fuck with batman versus superman i can't fuck with i like only thing i liked about suicide squad i liked harley quinn and that's kind of it. Dead Eye wasn't that bad. I feel like Dead y'all was too hard cool, on Dead Eye. Dead Eye wasn't that was bad. Kind of tingling along the lines of Will Smith playing Will Smith. It is like not Dead Eye. It's Dead Shot, right? Uh, yeah, Dead Shot. Dead Shot. I don't watch yeah, it. yeah, Dead yeah. Eye. Nah, um, Will Smith kind of getting them roles where he kind of teeter along the playing the character and playing himself and. uh you kind of got that with that side. Homie with the fire honest. was the rest of that, that was shit hard was to watch. Trash and that Joker dog, super trash. I feel like they said. And he when I see him with the grill and shit, I was excited. I was like, "Oh, this is a different." Take yeah, you know Joker. what? Me too. But like, Yo, this after I seen the movie, I was just like, "Bro, they really fucked. fucked that up." But I heard they they cut out a lot of shit though. I heard they filmed a lot of shit with him. And they cut him out of a lot of shit. So I don't know if it's this. Bro, they said the same thing about Joker too. They said so Joker. The new Joker? Yeah. The new Joker. Um, they got down to it and they filmed a lot of shit and they cut out everything that wasn't centered around the character of Joker. Got it. So I'm like, I want to see the scenes that they cut out. You know what? I'm gonna go watch that bitch tomorrow, bro. I I'm gonna go watch it tomorrow. I'm gonna go watch it tomorrow. Need you to, I got you. I definitely All right. need you to. Last but not least. Oh, yeah. I know you want to talk to me about The Wire. Okay. I'm ready for you, bro. I know you coming with the punches. Oh, I'm finna come with the shits, bro. Because this is my favorite show of all time. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. First of all. Of all time? Of all time. Okay, my I've watched this show. I've watched this show. I probably say eight to ten times from start to finish. So, everything about this show there is to know, I know it. So... Let's start here. What don't you like about the show? So, damn, that's a uh, that's a deep question. All right, so the show is is based off of Baltimore. Okay, so that right there is kind of it's it, it's a little biased 
but it's like not bias. I don't mean bias. It's based off a certain area, and like okay. it's relatable to people that's from that area. Okay, okay. Me being me being someone from the south, I just don't relate to that too much. But you being somebody in the military, I would have also thought that you would have kind of. I've never, because I've never really lived adapted. up north. You never, I've never lived up north either. But you've lived in different places of the world. Correct. Makes you more adaptable. Correct. So you can kind of adapt to different content like that. Correct. Where people who grew up born and raised in Georgia or born and raised in Tennessee or something like that might not be able to relate as much. So that's why I was kind of, I was a little surprised hearing you say that. But what makes a good show is having flawless seasons. The Wire had two amazing seasons. Season three of Flawless. Season three? Season three of Flawless. Season two was trash then. It's not trash. When I first watched through, when my first watched through, I thought season two was the worst season. And it probably is still the worst season, but it's not a bad season. And it's definitely not a trash season. So, your favorite show of all time, if we compare The Wire to Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is my third favorite. Sons of Anarchy, my se- second favorite. Sons is fucking amazing. Yes. Sons and Breaking Bad is way better than The Wire. No, it's not. It's not even You got to relax. You got to relax. It's bro. not comparable, bro. All right. It's so not let's, comparable. let's break it down. All right. Fuck it. All right. So I'm going to get in my bag on this shit. Let's talk about the name of the show, The Wire. Okay. Wire Taps. That's the, and that's the thing that you think of. Here's what I think of when I hear The Wire. The wire is something that connects things together, right? So you have the streets, you have the law, you have the politics, you have uh, the school system, and you have the, uh, I guess, the working class or whatever, whatever you call it. All of those things, they intertwine in some form or fashion and it's really a thin line between it's all of these things, which is what I consider the wire. The wire is that thin line between it, everything. So if you're looking at those show the wire in a deeper, uh, deeper way of thinking of it, so you initially the first season, they really kind of just go in the streets and the and the cop or the law. There's the law in the streets. And then they introduce the uh, the working or the 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 docks, what have you, um, into season two, and then season three is kind of when you start getting the politics involved, and then season four is when you start getting the school system involved, and season five is when you start getting the law involved. But they all intertwine. So let's bring it back. So season two. The docks intertwines with the law in the streets because you got the Greeks who's bringing in a lot of the shit through the docks. The law is investigating a lot of this shit because they're like, shit is moving through this shit that shouldn't be moving through it. You got human trafficking. You got drugs that's moving through this. You have the, the streets who's moving their work through this stuff. And then you get to season three. Season three. I forgot. What did I say about season three? Did I say it was politics? Mm-hmm. See, the three were politics. The politics of 
they always do this thing, and I have you. I don't know if you ever noticed it in the wire, but they always do this thing where they relate it to chess. Yeah, and they talk about the game a lot, and it's all about playing the game the way it's meant to be played, and you playing your certain position in the game to move to where you need to move to. And the the show, The Wire, is really all about a game of chess, to be honest with you. And <laughs> and uh, so you have, so you got The Wire. Okay, so, so let's see. I'm trying to think of, I don't want to get too, too layered on this thing with you, but um, all right. One, season two is necessary because it introduces the Greeks. Yeah. The Greeks introduces the the expansion of the street, the street business. So Marlowe and all of them, even Avon and them, uh, to a certain extent, getting in with the Greeks and getting better product of what they're getting on the street, which is a lot of stepped on shit. When they getting it from the Greek, they getting a lot of raw shit. They getting a lot of high quality drugs, and whoever has that connection to the Greeks has the best quality of drugs. But even amongst the street, that's causing a lot of friction because at at the moment, Prop Joe has that connection to the Greeks, so he has the highest quality, so he has the most power in the street. And you got a lot of people coming for his head, so you got the Marlon them plotting against. Prop Joe because they want they want that power they want that crown coming back to to chess chess is all about you you know what I'm saying you protecting the queen the queen is the high the, the highest part of the board but you ain't thinking of the queen of being like a woman it's being like the most powerful piece right so in a sense Prop Joe is the queen all up, up until this point of when Marlo and them capped them off. They got the connection to the Greek. They have the highest quality product on the street or whatever. So when Marlo and them see this, they're like, how do I get to be this part? I'm just I'm just this position right here on the board. How do I get to be right here where he's at? Bro, what, let me what just moves tell you, bro. do I need to make? Let me go tell ahead, you. Go ahead, go ahead. Dog, I just feel like that shit moved way too slow. Not at all. Not at all. What it's like? I'm... I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on everything you were saying, bro. But it was just moving too slow for me. All right, like, well, let's 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 break all it right, down. So how they kill off characters? Okay, it's like talk about I that. would compare the wire killing off characters to how Walking Dead kills off characters. Not at all. Not I'm gonna tell you. All. Listen to me. Listen to me. All right, go ahead. When Walking Dead kills off characters, the wire did the same thing. They basically dedicate a whole a whole fucking episode to killing that character off. Explain. It's kind of like we're gonna um we're gonna show you this character and you're basically gonna know this character's about to die at the beginning and I just hate that shit, dog. I don't agree, but explain though. All right, I'll tell you. Um, I don't know how I forgot homie name. What's the homie name that died in the um in the uh construction building? Stringer Bell. Yeah, Stringer Bell. When they killed him, bro, I knew this nigga was gonna die at the beginning of the episode, bro. And I just was like, oh, y'all about to kill this nigga Stringer Bell. He's my favorite character. But the build-up for Stringer Bell was so much more than that episode, right? So you have... All right, so here's my question. Okay. Why, do you, why do you like The Wire so much? I like The Wire 
because of the way that they build the story arcs of the characters and how it shows how there's a thin line between each segment of the world in a sense. What makes it better than Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy? Sons of Anarchy is more keyed in onto one aspect of whatever world they're telling, but they do a really good job of telling that world, right? And Breaking Bad is is more or less kind of the same, to be honest. It's more, I'm going to tell this world, I'm going to build this world around these two characters, whereas The Wire builds this world around these different aspects of the world, in a sense. I ain't gonna lie, you go deep with the uh with the topic. I'll right. So all right, so breaking bad, you have Jesse and then you have um the main man. Damn, I've been watching Breaking Bad so long. Um Walt Walt. You have Walt and Jesse. They're kinda like the main characters, so the story's kinda built around them. And Sons of Anarchy is built around the club. The wire is not really built around one person. It's built around the wire, the different the the things that connect all of these things together in this city, which is really the story you could tell in multiple cities. It just might be affected a little bit differently. Because have little, you ever seen The Lost before? Um, I've seen it, but I've not watched it all the way through. Okay, I've not watched it all the way. Because that's through. how The Lost was. Okay, and I fucking hate that show. Yeah. I'm, that's my least favorite. I couldn't really time. get into it personally, but I bro, hear that, that shit. That shit won so many awards, bro. But it was just I like hear it was how, a good show. Bro, it I mean, was just, just like what you're saying. It. The Wire is about, and I think that's why I didn't like The Wire. It nah, was just know. like that, bro. So, like I said, I've watched The Wire probably ten times through, at least ten times through, all the way through. And um, every time I watch it, I get something different from it. But. I'm gonna watch it again just for you, though. I think you should watch it again, bro. I think you should. I know because you be don't really bad. grasp what the the story that they're trying to paint in the wire until probably like the second or third playthrough. Because every time I watch it, I learn something new from it. And okay, I'm gonna go into another a uh, deep dive. A lot of things that people criticize the wire for is how Omar died, right? Okay. Omar died. He gets sh- he gets shot by Canard, this little kid that just walk in the store and shoots him. I like that scene though. I like the scene, but it's it's deeper than that. Do you realize that Canard is the same kid that in season three, when when uh um Omar and his the other he had the the guy that he was with and the two ladies and they they bust up in Avon shit and they like they you know saying they they robbing them and everything and then they reenact the scene where old girl gets shot in the head she gets shot but uh buddy that was with Omar actually shot her but you know she gets shot in the street and then there's four kids out there reenacting it and uh Bunk the big guy from um What's the movie called? I can't remember the movie, but the big cop that was with McNulty all the time, the big guy. Yeah. Um, he's watching them reenact, and he's like, "I'm Omar." No, I'm Omar. Yeah, I remember that scene. Canard was actually that kid that was saying, "I'm Omar" in there. Okay. Now I'm gonna go a little bit deeper for you. So, this is kind of the start of Canard's story arc. Then season four, you get to see the school system and all the kids and how they're involved in the street life. It kind of separates the 
normal school kid from the street school kids, the kids that's basically doomed to be on the streets. They they this they're being trained to be live in the streets, right? Canard mm-hmm. is one of those kids, and he's one of the main characters on that season. You see him in there uh, with Michael and all of them, and he's he's like the youngest one out of them, but. It starts off in season three with him watching Omar and them do their shit, and then he kind of starts to become Omar. So when he kills Omar, it's almost like I'm the new Omar when he kills him and he takes over. He goes to jail and shit. But I've even watched some of the deleted scenes and the behind the scenes for The Wire, and they show scenes when Omar first got started. He's almost the same age as Kennard. So it kind of brings it all together. So Kennard kills Omar and damn near becomes the new Omar. Because everybody else fears Omar in the streets. When you hear Omar's name, niggas run. They drop their packages and shit. But not Kennard. He's like, that's Omar. He actually said there's a scene in season five where he's like, that's Omar? Man, he gumpy as a motherfucker, like, or what we would say, like, this nigga lame as fuck, or, you know, yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. And he walk in the store, and he just blows shit off. So let me tell you what I don't like about The Wire. Dog. Okay. I, I can sum it up into two words also. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Low budget. No, not at all. Bro, The Wire got not low budget. It got low budget. Not at all. It got low budget, bro. Tell me more. Bro, it's just it's just a low budget. Like how it's shot, dog. It's just shot from a low budget aspect. I will low say this. Scene. I will say it didn't take a lot. Seemed a little low budget more than the other uh, seasons. I'll say that. But the show in general, season three was its peak. That shit. You like was Game of Thrones? Up until the last season. The last season. So you that put was you trash. put the Wire, Sons of Anarchy. And you said Breaking Bad over Game of Thrones? For sure. Over the, especially the last season. Game of Thrones was up there for me for a while. It was up there. That last season, they fucked that season off. So tell me how you feel about power. Oh, my fucking goodness. Now, you want to talk about fucking off some (laughs) storylines. Talk to me. Tell me about power. This season of power has been absolute fucking garbage, bruh. Where do I even start? Okay, so I've been watching some old clips of uh, Power. Now, Power was, the premise of Power was supposed to be based on a man. From the streets, trying to trying to get his life right. Not only trying to get his life right, but he has one foot in the streets and one, one foot, foot in, I guess you would consider the other side of the world, the legit side of the world. Correct. So he has power because... He's at the top of the game in both sides of the world. But they lost their identity probably right after they killed Lobos. Mm-hmm. That was like the their first main connect, right? That's his name? Yeah, Lobos. Right after running, around the time they killed him is where I feel like they kind of lost their identity. And they kind of get into this soap opera shit that they're doing now. Where it's like every episode. And when they kill Lobos, they kill him on some super weird shit. That shit was like a Grand Theft Auto mission. It was random. It was random. Kill a nigga in a random ass desert. It was random as fuck. It was no really, no real build up to it. 
Um, and I thought that shit was trash because I thought Lobos was actually really good. Um, he was like the Joker on the. Road. I guess you could call it a villain or anti-hero. Yeah, he was just he was just like the Joker. Yeah, I thought he was actually a really good uh, character on the show because this new dude he ain't it. <laughs> Whoever they do connect, the nigga that's. Oh, I'm gonna make Ghost do this, and I'm gonna make Tommy do this, and whoever gets it first and, is and, the winner. And Ghost, Ghost murdered that, that nigga is. so quick, bro. Ghost had one weak ass plan to kill him, and he killed the fuck out this of him. Nigga bought a building and brought the nigga in there and killed him in a building, and then he tried to set Dre up by, oh, Dre's gonna go in the elevator and he's gonna walk up and see him, and now Dre's the person who killed. It's laziness, bro. This shit is so lazy writing. This last season is trash. And yeah. I I really don't give a fuck about these last five episodes that they about to bring back in January. I don't care. I haven't got I haven't given a fuck really since Do you care if Ghost is dead or not? I don't care. Me neither. I don't care. Me neither, dog. Nothing surprises me. Fifty Cent could come back and kill that nigga at this point. Did you see Sopranos? Did you watch Sopranos? So let me talk to you about Sopranos. You actually made me start watching Sopranos because you talk when you were talking about The Wire, you were saying that you like Sopranos more than The Wire. I never finished Sopranos, so I started watching it from the beginning. I actually started uh, two days ago. I just finished season one, so I'm going all. The, I'm just gonna work my way. I'm back actually up. about all my favorite shows. <laughs> Sopranos is a really good show too, though. From, yeah. Like from what I've been seeing so far. And I never, like I said, I never finished Sopranos, so I'm going to finish it now. So whenever we had that conversation about Joker, whenever I finally see it, we're going to have to talk about, about Sopranos. Sopranos too. Okay. But I like, so far, I like Dexter. I like also. that shit. I like, I like Dexter. I like Dexter also. Dexter? Yeah. Except for the last season. You the like last the last season. season of Dexter? Fuck no. No. They fucked it up. Honestly, though, I don't like, and you're probably going to disagree with this, I don't like any episode with his quote unquote brother. No, I actually thought that season was really good. You talking about uh, the Ice Truck Killer, right? Wasn't a fan. I thought that was... The Trinity Killer arc was probably the best arc, but Ice Truck Killer might have been the best after that. I like... I, I wasn't a fan, Trinity, bro. so season three, when they, when they killed his, uh, his girl or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that was the best season to me. And I think, I think Ice Truck Killer was probably the best one after that. But that British chick, she fucked me up too, though. Like I was like, this bitch gotta go. Like that motherfucker gotta go. <laughs> Don't you hate when you love a show? Bro? Oh, you just man. Want the bitch she was so such a good gone. villain. She was such a good villain. I was like, this bitch gotta go. <laughs> I wanted her to go so bad because she was really fucking shit up. Yeah. But um, I no nah, no nah, I can't say that because the season four, I think it was, with the buddy that was like, I guess he was like. Kind of following after the Trinity Killer, and he was the one that took Dexter's son, and um, they kind of like met, like led up to. This is actually when Dexter finally got caught by uh, the Spanish chick, where she realized that Dexter was this nigga, like yeah. serial killer nigga and shit. But all that shit was great up until the last season. Like that last episode was trash. So this nigga gets caught in this wild ass storm on a boat, and then he just ends up as a lumberjack. First of all, nah, man, I don't even want to break it down. This shit was trash. That shit was trash. <laughs> True Blood last season was fucking trash, cause the first three seasons of True Blood was fire as fuck too, and that shit. Yeah, that's your shit. That shit turned out to be some garbage. 
That shit was super trash. But yeah. Top um, three. Top three for me. Number one, Breaking Bad. Easy. Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad is amazing. Easy. Number one, Breaking Bad. Number two, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, amazing. I, I've teetered with Sons of Anarchy and Wire. They go back and forth. Some days I feel like uh, Sons of Anarchy is the best show. And then some days I feel like The Wire. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, Sopranos. Oh, okay. Sopranos okay. is fucking crazy. So bro. I got some. I got Sopranos some. Sopranos might be to. the reason why I smoke cigars the way I do. Yeah, they Tony. Do a lot Tony's of... that fucking nigga. Tony dog. is real. I he's that fucking nigga. And then like he's a he, he he's a fat nigga. And on top of that, like he's a he's just a regular nigga, bro. He regular, but he like, he's he got a he got a fucking finesse about him though. Yeah. That nigga is amazing, bro. I love his character so far already. Like I'm about to go when I go home, I'm going to turn that bitch on. That shit is amazing, dog. They with the shits on but that show. I know you already know Sopranos ends horribly though. Yeah, I seen the ending, unfortunately. Yeah, that shit ends horribly. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, I, so you seen Oz then, right? Oz, like the prison show. I've never seen Oz. Really? I've never seen. You Oz. need to go back and watch Oz. I do. You need to go back and watch Oz. Oz is a really good show, but it was another show that kind of had that. Situation. I'll be honest with you, dog. I'm not a fan of prison shows. You'll like this one. Okay. You'll like this one. This one is good. Um, um Snowfall has potential of being one of my favorite shows of all yeah. time. Let's Super talk about potential. Snowfall real quick. Um, the last season, the last episode of Snowfall. Talk to me. I hated that episode. Why did you hate it? Because I initially I don't hated like it introspective too. episodes. Okay. But when you go back and look at it, and I'm pretty sure do you, you understand did. what they were trying to do with that yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. They was trying to basically show like a theme of um, excuse me, a scenario of Franklin in the alternative world. If this would have happened, this would have happened type thing. But the best thing I liked about that is the scene with him being in college and him going through the financial yeah. aid thing. That shit was fire, Plenty right? Many of us been through that before. Yes. So that was like a passionate scene for me. I remember calling Damo about that shit because uh, I had got Damo on the show. And I was like, nigga, I know you got there and remember going through that. Because we both been through that shit at the same time before. There was one more thing I took from that, that uh, last episode. Who was the direct? Who was the person that produced the show again? John Singleton. And he passed. John Singleton passed, right? I almost felt like they was kind of telling it from his perspective. So they were showing a lot of different scenes, almost like alternate universe and shit like that. But they were kind of showing it almost from a perspective of the person who's capturing everything that's happening in the city. Or the world that they're trying to tell. So I felt like it was kind of a dedication towards him because he died in the season of filming that show. Um, so that's kind of why I, I grew to like the uh the the finale. But when I first like when I first watched the finale, I didn't like it either. It also I, reminded me of the episode of Atlanta. <laughs> they gotta bring Atlanta back. I'm ready, bro. They are. They Atlanta are. is amazing, bro. The episode of Atlanta that it reminded me of is the one with uh the character that the creepy one, the creepy the Michael episode. Jackson episode. Yes, bro. And it's like <laughs> that episode <laughs> fucked me up. I was scared to go to sleep that at night. At first, at first when I watched it, like the beginning of the episode, I was like, "Oh, this is trash." 
when it started going on, I was like, oh, this is fucking That episode crazy. fucked me up, bro. I was scared to go to sleep that night, bro. For real. That shit was creepy, bro. Yeah. I want to watch it right now. Let's give me I want to watch it right now, too. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you, That shit bro. is crazy. That's a good ass. That was a good ass episode. He's... And uh, whoever the actor, I can't remember his name, but buddy that played in uh in us, uh not us. Uh, what's the other movie? The one that came out before us, the um, fuck. Which character are you talking about? The skinny dude that always be high. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He, okay. Uh, I think with it's the like, little fro. It's like I don't know Keith his Stanfield name or something like that. I don't know his name. I know he, I know that movie he, he put out fucking was, was killed too. that act, but he killed the actor. Yeah, in the he episode. did. Childish Gambino killed that shit too. God damn, man, that shit was amazing, bro. Childish Gambino. I'm ready for that. I'm shit. ready for that new season. Yeah, they, they had a lot of good episodes in that last season that came out. As a matter of fact, because you had the one with Piper Boy getting robbed and shit. That episode was really good. They had that, a lot of introspective shit. They had a lot of introspective shit. They had the shit where uh, Cat Williams was in, where he turned into the uh, crocodile. Oh, the alligator Nigga, shit. Nigga, that, dog, that season was fucking phenomenal, bruh. I need, I'm slick about to go watch that bitch back from the beginning, but that, that show was amazing, The bruh. best episode of that show was... The best episode of that show, period, was the one when the nigga was in jail and the nigga had the Kendrick Lamar hairstyle. And the nigga was like, oh, this is my girlfriend from high school. And the nigga was like, that's a man. (laughs) Nigga, you gay. (laughs) That was the best one, bro. Best scene, hands down. That shit fucking with, it's up there with best scenes from shows, period. And the top of that list is Dave Chappelle. It's up there with that shit. They should felt kind of take the cake with them shits. And I he, think he I think I think the best Dave Chappelle scene was the first episode. I, I'm, I'm Wayne Brady all day. Wayne Brady? Yeah. Nah, I like the Wayne first Brady episode. Way. The racist that's blind, that's black. That shit was amazing. It, there was so much classic shit on that show though, so it's kind of hard to choose, but. Oh, the, the way niggas, Brady won for the me. The niggas was, was crazy too. Yeah, the, the nigga family. Yeah, yeah, that shit was crazy. But the KKK one was crazy too. Uh, I think I think that was the craziest one. Tyrone Bigsby, I think his name was. But yeah, bro, let's go ahead and get up out of here. All right, but, man, uh, bro, this was a good ass podcast. This was probably amazing. the best one. Ups and down roller coasters <laughs> for sure. But yeah, another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. Stand the man, real Kern. Going to see him again. And we out, man. We out. Y'all take it easy.